Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Welcome to Monkeys Took My Jetpack issue number 100. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's quite it's quite fun. I'm glad we did it. I'm glad we're here. And I'm not going to tell you anything about what we have in store, except to say that we have reunited with some old friends. And the recording starts already in progress because we kind of wanted to wait till people showed up, and then one person was late, and so we just said, well, we better just start recording, and I didn't want to do the whole fake, hey, how's it going, when we'd been talking for 15 minutes. So we just decided to start it in the middle. And I think it turned out okay. I will say one more thing before I get right to it, which is we have a couple flashbacks from uh, earlier episodes, and I just want to thank you. I did not realize how much the quality of audio has improved from the beginnings of this podcast. It was I did some tinkering to make it better, but good God, I'm amazed y'all were willing to put up with it. So thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, thank you for sticking with us all this time. And if you're new, let me just say this is not the episode to start with. Find another one. I don't care which other one. Just this is for people who have been with us for a while. Or, I guess, who are curious about things. I mean, it's all there. If you want to check any of these early issues out, they are all on the feed. We got all hundred of them. So I encourage you to check them out and enjoy them and uh, maybe then come back to this one. But if you've been listening for a while and you know how we began and how we got our start and what we've done over the course of the last 12 years, yeah, it's been that long, then I think you're really going to enjoy this. I know I certainly did, and I think we all did. So without further ado, grab a cup, bottle, glass, or can, sit back, relax, and enjoy Monkeys Took My Jetpack, issue number 100, Reunion. Oh, I got to give you credit, man. I have to deal with Google Meet, with Zoom, and GoToMeeting. I'm sorry, are you using Google Meet? Yeah, my company does Google Meet. One of the designers we work with uses GoToMeeting, where my camera will not work, whatever. (laughs) And uh, Zoom is for kind of in-between random folk. I was curious about that, because if I recall, you're either vegetarian or vegan, and I was wondering, like, mm. how you feel the texture holds up and everything. Is it good? Oh, the humor. It begins. <laughs> and pretty much ends. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> or is it a swell foop? I like themes for a business, uh, at least in a business environment. I don't know if I can even use it at home, but. I haven't tried teams yet. The, it links up with every other bit in the Microsoft office, like your Outlook and SharePoint and all that. And like I said, in a business environment, it's pretty handy. Really convenient. I still have Skype on my machine, but I can't remember the last last time I used it was probably the last time we used it. I'm not oh. sure which conglomeration of we it would have been. Do the gutter Skypes not use Skype anymore? Uh, no, we switched to Ooh, Zoom quite some False advertising. Ago. I, know, I thought I actually brought up, should we change the name? And I got a unanimous, nope. 
we have gone beyond the gutter slacks or whatever. Yeah, the gutter zooms just doesn't have the same ring to it. Although lately, gutter skypes is kind of in. It's not really a thing. I mean, it is. We're still limbo. Yeah. Yeah. Because life got in the way. Yeah. Life. Life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. Pretty much. Oh, thank you. Somebody had to say it. I really did not want to, but I was going to have to. They want more an obligation than anything else. Yeah, I appreciate it. Took one for the team. Took that hit. (laughs) Jumped on that grenade. Ran up that hill. Made that deal with God. Okay, I'm watching Stranger Things right now. Stop it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I noticed that they picked up on the Kate Bush internet popularity of recent years <laughs> and uh, decided to like just wedge that into the marketing machine. Yep. I love Kate Bush so much. And I only discovered a handful of years ago, and I was so angry. Like, I could have been listening to Kate Bush forever. And <laughs> oh, instead... yeah, son. You missed out. That yeah, was right up like, your oh, alley. The... I'm just Not discovering only that, her she now. She finds my type of girl, apparently, too, which is crazy. And, but yeah, but that was really only like maybe two, three years ago. I'm like, this is, this is great. Running up that hill has long been one of my favorite songs. And I was thrilled about uh, five or six years ago when I saw it start showing up on various like internet sites and stuff and taking off in popularity because just people seem to have a genuine appreciation for it. I can't listen to don't give up with her and Peter Gabriel without breaking down into just a puddle of yeah emotion. that's some cathartic stuff wow. oh my god it's all about hey maybe uh don't jump out that window we love you I'm like oh thank you Kate. yeah okay i <laughs> won't thatcher's terrible too <laughs> it's okay margaret thatcher isn't real she can't hurt you she's she's nice and toasty currently i hear i don't know where to go with that <laughs> she's a bad person she's burning in hell Eric. yes I, I understood the, the <laughs> context i just didn't know where to go no i'm i'm only now discovering kate i mean i knew of her but i haven't really pulled the trigger on her music much so we had a no, fairly like intense hill, but... version in the 80s when she was out and about so friends introduced her to us to my roommates and we played her a fair amount in our apartment and then I was kind of done. But I always liked the uh, Wuthering Heights because of that wicked oh, high yeah. note she sings. And I'm always like, can I do it? Uh, not so much. <laughs> that was actually the song that got me into it because the Canadian station out here played uh, Wuthering Heights. I'm like, that's the uh, Running Up the Hill lady? I'm going to have to check out her extended, I do believe her extended that uh, uh, oeuvre. That was her when she was 16. Like, wow. yeah, the teenager at least. For some reason, I picked up 16 as the magic number that she wrote and recorded that. It was, was yeah, I don't know if if it wasn't 16, it was not much after that, yeah. In my one and only experience with shrooms, I talked to Kate Bush because (laughs) I remember this. There was, no, it wasn't In real or did you like she manifest as a spirit? Uh, You know what? Never mind. I lied. It was actually Laurie Anderson, who we were also listening to at about the same time. And Oh Superman was out and also some other Laurie Anderson thing and she had this line about falling and catching yourself falling and catching yourself and i'm (laughs) i'm tripping my ass off walking with one foot on the curb and one foot in the street going laurie i understand (laughs) falling (laughs) and catching yourself it was so deep man it was so deep but see the thing was it genuinely was 
to you at that time. At That's that legit. Moment, it so was. It so was. But it wasn't Kate Bush. I lied. It was Laurie Anderson. So never mind. I take it all back. Yeah. Yeah. And can throw, I just, throw that uh, whole thing out. Blind geek, scrub that. Yeah, just <laughs> delete, 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 delete. delete. So, I just want to say, and I'm going to shut up. I just want to say it's really great to talk to y'all. It's been too long. It has. That's why I wanted to do this because I miss my friends. It's nice to hear everybody's voice, and I absolutely know who every single person here is. Pat, who are you? Help me. <laughs> I'm just a man of mystery. Okay, thanks. Got it. Man. National and international uh, man of mystery. Mystery. Okay. Got that for my notes. Thank you. And if that doesn't help, then, you know, Webster. No, I, I got no bells, and that's ringing. <laughs> Therefore, none of them. I got bells. Can you hear them? Hey, I she's can. here with bells on. That is awesome. And they jingle, jingle, jingle. They do. Really good ones are still in the car with my bag of percussion stuff, but these are not bad. So what kind of nonsense have the gutter skypes been up to? Blankick, how would you describe the arc of the gutter skypes since its inception? Uh, since its inception, it was, well, it started off with a bunch of people who wanted to play Spirit of the Century and then did. And then we just kept playing different games as they came up. And then we spun off with Monkeys Took My Jetpack because I had wanted to branch out and play some M-Force. And then, so, uh, yeah, what are some of the games? What are some of the things that have been done from that day to this? We did, uh, we started off with Wushu. And then we did a bunch of Sorcerer of Zoe, which I almost fun. made a joke about. And for the 100th episode, Josh is going to finish the campaign in one final <laughs> session. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think he would appreciate that, so I, I didn't. There was a Frankenstein monstery one. Oh, heck yeah. Fun. Funkadelic Frankenstein on the mean streets yeah. of Monster Town. The and there was a pumpkin game. Halloween pumpkin now it's the, thing. Now it's the defunkadelic Frankenstein. Yeah. Uh, exist. I don't know what you're talking about. Makes me sad, man. I understand why you did it, but it still makes me sad. But I'm glad I have my copy and and you know what I don't, happened? Did they did somebody stop publishing or what? I stopped uh, publishing it. Why? Well, because oh, all right, okay. all right. I didn't know if you wanted to talk about this. No, so. I'm sorry. It is it is I I came to the realization that I was not the man qualified to make a black exploitation spoof game. <laughs> oh, isn't that interesting? I never even really saw it in that light. Yeah, it's, uh, it was its genesis. And then I, a few years ago, uh, I'm like, hmm, hmm. Okay, okay. Not my story to tell. Okay. And uh, I, I get I, that. I just, you know, I'm really weird because I was focused so much on the monster thing. I yeah. never even really looked at it beyond that. I, you know, it, it was I just realized fun. that monsters as minorities was a little too close to minorities as monsters. Uh, and it was all done with the best of intent. But I was a clueless white guy. And so, I, yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, and so a few years ago, I quietly took it off all uh, removed it from all uh, places it was selling. <laughs> and went about my business and uh yeah and i have uh done my best to repay the karmic debt in the uh intervening years 
So yeah, the tens of dollars I made off of that was. <laughs> no, but you know what? I honor and admire you for turning it around after it was done and going, hey, whoa, whoa, that was not my intention. Yep. And uh, wow. I realized I looked, I stepped back and looked at it through some different eyes and like, oh, 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 that's, I shouldn't be doing, that's not, that's, let's get that out of here. And yet I've never heard Fair anybody enough. complain about it. Again, but tens I mean, of dollars, not, Eric. Well, you know, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there was Funkadelic Frankenstein. Yeah. Uh, what else then, has come and gone? And we kind of went back and forth between Zoe and, well, we didn't. We played them all at, separately. But then when I put them up, we kind of went back and forth between Funkadelic and uh, Zorcerer of Zoe. And then. We met this guy, Trilobite, because of feedback and stuff like that, and uh, got together and played Wushu and had a blast. And so we thought, you know, this dude might, it'd be kind of cool if he would. Uh, And I don't remember. (laughs) It's his own theme song. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I recognize that. Was that a Gwen Stefani reference there? No, when I do hear that song, I do think of uh, I, I do know, too monkeys. So there it is. Oh, well, there you go. Um, but eventually we got around to doing a wonderfully awesome Dresden Files campaign. Oh, man. <laughs> Still one of the highlights. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because there's stuff going on that went on in the intervening years that I don't know if it's going to get podcast. I don't know. We, we, yeah, we are we ever going to hear about truth and justice, for example? Oh, no, we did. That got put up. Okay. In that fact, that got put up. Yeah, that got put Golly. up shortly before we took what I didn't realize was a year and a <laughs> half off. I couldn't believe it. When I went to uh, get things restarted, I knew it had been a while because I put up the first two Blue Rose sessions. We did three. And understand, Trial of Might, there is no finger pointing or blame going on. I'm just telling you my mm-hmm, thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trial of Might had been running it, and he had to take care of RL stuff. And I just thought, okay, well, we'll just wait a while, because you had said something like, well, I'll come back when I can. And yeah. I said, okay, well, that probably won't be too long. And then pandemic really went into high gear. And... <laughs> I got into other things, kind of forgot that I had a podcast. Well, no, I didn't really forget. I was just like, well, let's see. I forgot about how long it had been. I just kept thinking, well, eventually maybe we'll he'll come back and we'll, we'll resume Blue Rose like it never, and we'll just put them up like there was no break whatsoever. And then it got to the point finally where uh, it was just like, okay. I had, I had in the meantime started doing a uh, group, to do Savage Worlds and discovered that it's okay, but I'm not the hugest Savage Worlds fan, much as I want to mm. be, because I love the settings that there's a certain things about. And it's no longer, it used to be that I was intimidated by the cards and the minis and or the, the minis centric way they write the rules and whatnot. But it, once I got past all that, I mean, I've got a card shuffler I can use and the cards work. Ooh, it's nice. just... It's just, uh, yeah, it opens doors for any number of games I can now run with cards. Shit, it opens doors, too? Well, you well, didn't need a dog for it at this point. <laughs> I should have seen that coming. I should have been. But, but does it How? do the dishes? Very important. 
<laughs> Hal, shut up. <laughs> uh, but, but, uh, but I, I was playing with the people who are now the main group, Dirk and Zofor and my roommate, Manissa. And, uh, we, I wasn't going to record it. I was just going to just play it and have fun. And then it was like, well, we're not doing anything with this, but I really don't want to shut it down. And I don't know when Trilobite's coming back. So let's just move on. And we did. So now we've been playing, we've been on a Western kick. We've been playing the game every when, which is powered by barbarians of Lemuria. And it's the generic version. And we've been using Blood Sundown, which is their Western supernatural setting. We haven't put any supernatural in there yet because I just wanted to have some fun with Western tropes. And uh, we've been running that. Uh, been getting into a lot of really rules-light games like uh, Tiny D6. I really like a lot. I love Tiny D6. Yeah, Tiny thing. D6 is all about. Tiny, Tiny D6, the main rules are you, it, uh, you don't really even have attributes or anything you have traits traits and if you have a trait and what you're trying to do can be said that that trait applies to it well let me start from the beginning sorry you for a normal task you roll 2d6 and you're looking for a five or a six to succeed and if you have a trait then you're considered to be at advantage and you roll 3d6 if you have something come up that is going to make this task more difficult you're at a disadvantage and you roll 1d6 to get a five or a six and that right there is the basic gist of all i mean all there are other little variations but not really that much that's basically it so you can really focus on setting and the story you're trying to create with your players that at least once that sounds very familiar but it was a long time ago yeah i don't think we've played it because i i had never played it before maybe i just dreamed it all right fine that's well, there are now there are a bunch of games that are kind of like that. Tricube Tales is sort of like that. I've only played that once, but I'll probably come back to it because it's in that same vein where you don't really have a lot of rules at all to keep track of. And in fact, it's very similar to Tiny D6 and how it does the advantage and disadvantage thing. It's got differences that I won't go into because frankly, I can't remember what they are now, but there are differences. <laughs> um, well, because I only played it once. <laughs> it was a a bit ago. Not the hijack from that game. I just want to throw in there that two of the ones that I remember from Monkeys because I loved them and thought they were hilarious was Tunes and Invaders. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. We played Tune and usually that was run by Mr. Pat. Laugh? Oh yes, I did. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh we they can were of fun. remember Invaders which we only ran the one time, but it gave us the power of my mind thanks to Josh. Yes, that's right. It, it did that do. Sounds like something I, I do. I yeah. still yep. say it. <laughs> and also, oh no, you didn't, but that yeah. was when it was jetpack and gutter Skype speed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yep. Yep. That's good times. So you've been doing a lot of these Western games, uh, and you mentioned one at the beginning. I'm sorry, give me the name again. It's Every When, but the the setting, that's the the generic game. The Western setting is called Blood Sundown. Okay, so how does then Blood Sundown compare to, say, Far West? Well, it exists, number one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a very good point. Uh, <laughs> well, the cool thing correctly. about the cool the cool thing about it is you could turn Blood Sundown into Far West because it's a generic system. So you just figure out how you want to handle martial arts, and you've pretty much got uh, 
you've got and they have rules for martial arts in the every when i don't always take the rules as written because to me every when but is when sort i of, do sometimes it feels like it's buried under its own weight if that makes any sense they're trying to do so much that they forget i feel like this is no dissing on the designers i'm just this is what i've experienced i i feel like sometimes they forget that at its heart barbarians of lemuria was a really nice light simple system and <laughs> they try to do things with it that mm-hmm. are if it ain't broke why are you trying to fix it yeah you so, start bolting stuff onto a system yeah because you like how streamlined it is but you want to do a few more other things and then pretty soon you got the uh, bradley fighting vehicle of game systems <laughs> and it doesn't do anybody any good right so it just I'm on a lot of the groups and I found out that a lot of people are doing this. It's not just <laughs> a lot of people just sort of pick and choose. Okay. I like the version that they did with because barbarians of Lemuria was doing a generic version of itself a while back before everyone got a hold of it. Uh, and it was good. So sometimes you just take those rules and they, I mean, it's all compatible because it's all using basically the same system. So it gives you a lot of options, which is really nice. Yeah, I just found today a uh, Western game called Frontier Scum that's based on Morkborg's sorry Merkborg system, which it's designed to do. It's no magic, no supernatural, but it's designed to be like psychedelic, acid fueled, weird Western like Bone Tomahawk or uh, uh, the uh, Jodorowsky movie. I can't remember the name of, but Dune. It's called Dune. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> El Topo. That's one. Um, I've heard of that one. I actually haven't watched it. I'm familiar with it just through cultural osmosis, but it looks really neat. The layout of it's neat too, because it's a little, they may have leaned a little more towards the uh, art punk than usability, but it's interesting because it looks like a 1870s newspaper or like a goods catalog is how it's laid out. I literally got it like an hour ago. So, oh, well. But it's also short enough for me to have gotten a pretty good scan through in an hour. Um, But it looks neat. And I've been wanting to do a straight Western for a while now. Just like. Oh, I see. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to go. No. Like. (laughs) (laughs) And no fantasy. Chaps elsewhere then. (laughs) Don't take the wear those assless chaps and you. You'd be proud about it, sir. But yeah, like no, no supernatural, no, no magic stuff, just greasy Italian. Oh God, that didn't mean like scum. Oh, I try right, that again. Right, right. Oh that. boy. <laughs> <sighs> so spaghetti westerns. You're you're tripping all over yourself. I Stop know. it. Oh God, just Lord. Leave you alone. Go on, Josh. Talk about it. Just like Kate so, Bush sang about. Spaghetti westerns where everyone looks kind of grimy, oily, and gritty because the world is just terrible uh, the world I, is grimy oily and gritty yeah, yeah. i like so, those kind of westerns I'll i'm a shower tomorrow damn it i promise jeez morricone western fan well i was looking for a system where i could do black hats and white hats type stuff for a while and then kind of put the supernatural in and maybe make sure. it more spaghettified as i went because I like, like, they've done some Lone Ranger stories in recent years where instead of making it just straight like the show was, they put him in where he's the Lone Ranger as we know it, but everybody around him 
is a little on the darker side of things, probably not to the extent of Deadwood or whatever, although that would be kind of cool. Yeah. And it works really well. And so I thought it'd be kind of fun to play something like that. And since everyone is a pretty pulpy mm-hmm. uh, system to begin with, it worked pretty well. Now, my problem is I've got players who are very good at talking their way out of a fight, and I'm trying to make this more action. <laughs> and they're just like, no, we, and I can't really, I'm not going to force the issue. I'm not going to be that GM where, no, damn it, I set up a fight. We're going to have a fight here. But it's just kind of funny. This is the West, and we're going to have railroads. Now That's get on board. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just yesterday, I got in the mail, or the day before, I got my copy of Weird Frontiers. I was going to ask you about that, because uh, I know you're into DCC, and I'm... there. I love DCC and everyone involved in it. Uh, That book is 800 pages. It will crush a horse if dropped on their head from three feet. It's huge. And it's kind of crazy awesome, because he really did just put in... Oh, I got another idea. I'll add this in. Oh, another idea. I'll add this in. And it's such a glorious mess. I mean, it's not badly organized or anything, but it's just so much stuff in one book. Sounds like Haunted West. It's 800 pages. Yeah. There's several different spellcasting classes, and they've all got their own spellcasting system. It's, it's, it's glorious. Oh, wow. Haunted West looked cool. Yeah. I And I... Almost I, bought it at Gen Con. Oh, I haven't bought it yet because it's not cheap. I mean, I'm not saying they don't deserve what they're, I mean, it's worth what they're charging. I just don't have the money to spare. Yeah. If I'm going to buy that book, I have to basically say, all right, and that's the only gaming thing I am buying this month. And that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> and how often is that true? Right, exactly. And it's also a percentile system. And I'm just not sure after the, Rune Quest soured me on percentile systems. Yeah, you like a system with a curve, if I remember correctly. You like a bell curve as opposed to at least stuff that's more like flat distribution. I don't know. I've never really thought about it in a mathematical way. I just know I like a game where heroics are easy. And again, it might have been just that we were basic characters, and maybe this game handles things differently, so it's not a problem. Holy cats, uh, Haunted West is 800 pages as well. Yes, Good it is. Lord. That's what made me think of it when you bucks. said that. Yeah. Wow, I did not realize. Put them in a jar and make them fight. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a lot of people love, I just, uh, and I'm not even saying I, I just, I'm wary because of my experience and I don't want to get, I mean, I've had good, ex- hell, we used to play the James Bond game and that was a percentile dice. Although, my God, reading that over recently, I was like, I remember thinking, how Oof. in the hell? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What about classified? You ever go back to that one? Uh, I think that's a, I haven't, but I think it's a retro clone of the Bond game. But I mean, I remember brailing out that table for the Bond game. I had yeah. took two or three pages and you did it because there was no other options at that. It was like, if you want to play this game, this is how you're going to do it. What are you going to do? Yeah, man, reading those rules now, I'm thinking there are so many better ways to do Although I will still say their chase system was awesome. There are so many games, even games that I generally like, where when it comes to vehicles, they just fall flat and become essentially miniature games. And Bond, they had you bid on difficulties, how high or whatever they had. It was like you bid yeah, on how high you could go. Can take. 
Yeah, various oh, risk yeah. levels. And yep. eventually somebody would win the little bidding thing. And then you had to beat the, both sides had to beat the difficulty or something bad happened. And it, it got tense, which is what you want mm-hmm. in a car chase. I have taken that basic idea and house ruled other systems. In fact, Tiny D6, they just came out recently with Tiny Spies, where he has chase rules that he's the, the writer said he got inspired by the 007 game. So one of these days we're going to play that, I think. No, no, you're not, because there are not one, <laughs> not two, but three authors sitting right here in this podcast call. And I wish I, they'd speak up. <laughs> and I have a request because you know how late I am to the pop culture party. But I finally did wander into the room with what we do in the shadows. And damn it, I want to play that. <laughs> I want to play it. I do. I want to be an energy vampire. I could drone on and I on. I do love what we do in the shadows <laughs> and, so much. And so get cracking and write it up. Make Is it a Vampire or a Kraken, make up your mind. Both. Both. There is Release a game the called and play the vampire. <laughs> yeah. There is a game called Low Stakes that is supposed to emulate that almost, type of almost, game. Almost. <laughs> I thought there was a game called Vampire the Masquerade that was supposed to emulate that. I mean, that's why I like what we do in the shadows because it is how every time I ran Vampire, it turned out, which is why I don't get invited to LARPs anymore. Um, <laughs> it's so much more fun. I yeah, have to admit, yeah, I just my got stuff through was too season fun. one, but it was complete and utterly ludicrous. And when you mentioned Ask chaps i fell over laughing because i just watched the orgy episode the other night oh, and the energy vampire phil i think his name is phil is Colin in, like a leather daddy just cross straps and that's about it and it was <laughs> so funny not john like, laszlo are my me and my wife's uh, like squad goals <laughs> so i would like you all to put on your writer thinking caps and make this me thank you all right i'm gonna mute myself again do we have to write it on creepy paper the movie is highly recommended it's, it's, too if you haven't seen it so. huh. that's how i started with the movie and i didn't yeah. know there was a series until just uh, about two months ago oh, wow. i'm like what do you mean there was a series it was a movie and so and it began it was it is but it's very fun it is my favorite tv show on right now i'm looking forward to getting the other two seasons and i think season four is in the works the current season is still going so i don't oh three is still going is it three definitely two is out so anyway yeah it's um, so Pat, if you haven't watched it. this you should I haven't watched yet. Some of the other guys in the group talk about it. So I well, think start, you, you could also start with the movie and see if you like it. Because the movie was, I mean, it's not perfect, but it's got some good moments. And if you, did you watch Flight of the Concords? At all back, back in the mid, oh, that was lovely too. I yeah. found that way after they were off the air. Go back and watch those. There's only two seasons. Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. We are in the <laughs> middle of season four and in, in what we do season in the shadows. Four. So, yeah, so... Jermaine from Flight of the Concords is one of the driving forces for this silly vampire mockumentary. And it's Taki Watiti doing the whole thing. Well, it's Jermaine too. But Jermaine, yeah, was he's a sorry. Hello. And he's directing in the first, at least the first season, he's directing some. Yes. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to this Jermaine because I love Jermaine. Don't you I be just in Jermaine. He's my mm. He's my favorite David Bowie impersonator, too. And he <laughs> oh, does my it. God. I can't even listen to Bowie anymore. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. But he's uh, he's executive producing on the, well, they're both executive producers on the TV show. 
Yeah, and, and they make appearances work, every now and again. Yeah, is, well, they're yeah, because it's in canon with the movies. Well, you know, <laughs> so, so what else? Wrong characters. So, but Pat, I think no, I great. think you would enjoy. But I think you'd really like Flight of the Concords too. So please watch mm-hmm. and let me know. All right, I will let you know. <laughs> let me know. It's very sweet in such a gooby kind of way. But oh, they're great musicians. They're mm-hmm. truly great musicians, and they can not just write a spoofy song, but they can also write. Well, their own version is spoofy song, so they can take a known song and make their own version, but you know exactly what they're referencing, or then they can write their own satirical stuff. And anyway, they're just terrific. Hmm. Yeah. He's also a giant crab in Moana. I've not seen Moana, but friends played Shiny for me. For some reason, they thought I would enjoy that song. I don't know what they were trying to say. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't get it. I missed the point completely. So. Moana's fine. <laughs> I've only seen a couple episodes of what we do in the shadows. I got heard about it from the Happy Jacks podcast, but I like what I saw. I need to uh, pull the trigger on more of those. I've been a Matt Berry fan since Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, so anything that he's in, I'm happy to watch. Who's Matt Berry? He plays Laszlo. Oh, oh, all right. He was also on the IT crowd. Now you've gone into the realms of too much pop culture for me. No, run away, run away, no. You might actually like Toast of London. <laughs> which is a comedy, but it's not as broad as some of the other ones. Mm-hmm. But he's playing a washed up Broadway actor trying to get his life together. It's just funny. Toast to London. I'll look for that. I one love time watching it me was some washed on, up actors. <laughs> one time it was on Netflix. I don't know if it is currently. I'll see if I can find it. Thank okay. you. Mm-hmm. I did watch because I pulled some jetpack flashbacks out of the air for a, a few episodes ago and we put up the wild west cinema stuff that we did oh wow. and and uh wait i'm sorry is there a audio sting for jetpack flashback there is now present a jetpack flashback But yeah, you were talking about Enter the Dragon. No, wait, Enter the Dragon or The Last Dragon? Uh, Enter the Last Dragon. I mean, they're both good. Which one's the Bruce Lee story? That's Enter the Dragon. Okay, it's not that That's one. That's the crow. It's that. It's uh, and then uh, and then Last Dragon's Bruce Leroy. Bruce Leroy is what I was talking about. Yeah, okay. that's Last Dragon. Uh, Very yeah. Gordy's Last Dragon. Yep. Where the I, song Rhythm of the Night comes from. Yes, exactly. I watched it on your recommendation. Uh, it only took me twelve years. So the rhythm of the night. That that's one? the one. Yep. Oh, that's the wow. One. Really? It's from, that's from that movie. Yes. And it had been on, I remember when we got cable when I was a kid and it was on cable at the time. And it is I, one of the most eighties things to ever eighties and eighties. It really it's, is. It was fun. Yes. <laughs> it is a fun movie. Yeah. It's uh, right up there again, though, with that black exploitation. Well, well, they're Barry, Gord- yeah. Barry Gordy is more qualified than yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. He's the founder of Motown Records. He yeah. can do whatever he wants, pretty much, and historically has. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe I'd had it right there in my clutches all those years and never actually sat down and watched it. Let's see what else have we done. It's so weird because of that year and a half. Pre- oh, we did the quick start for Achtung Cthulhu, which oh really yeah. Um, and that went pretty well. I haven't decided how I feel about that system, the 2D20. It's okay, but it gets a little, kind of like Savage Worlds. It's got a cool mechanic, but every once in a while, it just gets a little bit more complex than I think it needs to. 
Did you try uh, it out in the John Carter of Mars game from Modiphius? Not yet. No. Okay. They pulp it up a little bit. Okay. Yeah, they say they pulp it up in the Octune Cthulhu as well, but I think it's even more pulpy in John Carter. Probably more pulpy in Conan, too. No, oddly enough, that's one of the more crunchy versions, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so how do they pulp it up exactly? Well, in Star Star Trek, uh, the role-playing game, if you're in combat, when you attack somebody, they could damage you during your attack, and then they get their attack and can damage oh, you a second time. In John Carter, you attack, you do damage. You don't take damage back on the same turn. Okay, gotcha. So it makes it a little easier to kind of like rush in where angels fear to tread. Very easy to be a John Carter hero. Just swoop Got in. It. Every okay, minion cool. only has one hit point, so you can take, yep. out, you, nice. you can take out 30 that, minions. That sounds like John Carter. Yeah. Let's play that. Okay. <laughs> but the question is, can you play? Oh no. Uh oh, the little dude. The little dude who was so ugly he was cute. Well, uh, he became, play a Kalot? Yeah, I was like, oh. I know it's not Shallot because that's <laughs> no, you can't play you not play a Kalot. <laughs> oh, too bad. Oh, you can't dang no. it. Or an I had to be a thark. You can be a thark. Okay, that's cool. I had to run a Kalit game for a friend of mine after they saw that movie because they fell in love with that creature design. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I had to run a little like um, Kalit goes on an adventure with their adventurers. <laughs> was it monkeys that played leopard women of Venus? Or was that, uh, that was Gutter Skypes? Uh, Gutter Skypes. Which is Great odd title. because. Why that title Gosh. popped into my head, I do not know, but it because just did. And it was like, we played that somewhere and it was fun. Because you got the designer and writer of it right here. Well, there well, you go. got one of the designers and writers. Okay, sorry. fair enough. Yeah. We've then got we, the we... one that counts. Yeah. Oh, no, don't say that. <laughs> no, no, I didn't mean that. No, it was great fun. You know and... he's terrible at math. It's one of my best dearest friends. <laughs> I the, uh... didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. It's just Benedict. Sorry. <laughs> Anyway, um, but yeah, we, we redid that. But it was that. fun, but I thought we played it. Monkeys didn't play it? Mm-mm. All right, I should have. Elsie and I redid that for DCC uh, last year. Last year or year before? Oh, two years ago, because COVID. What is time? Yeah. Um, flat circle. Yeah, flat circle crunch. Uh, yeah, we did that. We adapted that for Dungeon Crawl Classics. Uh, did a pretty decent, pretty successful Kickstarter on that, and that's out now. So Just sell me to... on Dungeon Crawl Classics, because I thought about picking it up, and then I was sure. reading reviews that were talking about how it's got all these cool charts and tables, and maybe it's just not for me, so I guess I shouldn't say sell me out, because if it's not for me, it's not for me, but it charts and tables have... are not really something I'm into these days. It does have a lot of charts and tables. That can't be denied. Um, how much those charts and tables come into usage depends. Spellcasters, every spell has its own chart and table, which sounds onerous, but it's awesome in play just because magic is wildly unpredictable. It's channeling chaos through your fragile corpus. You don't casually cast spells, and it's cool in that regard. Hmm. The game itself is based on a very stripped-down version of 3rd edition D&D, and then it goes for doesn't go for replicating old school play as much as it is trying to capture the perceived vibe of 70s, 80s role playing. So it's kind of going for a airbrush wizard on the side of a van vibe. 
doesn't come across so much in the core book as much as the published adventures because that's where the authors kind of cut loose. There's the fumbles and crit tables. There's numerous crit tables depending on your class and level. And then it uses exceptionally funny, funny dice because Joseph Goodman liked the idea of trying to recapture the feel of trying to find the weird dice that you had to back in like 1980, whatever. Although they're easier to find now. Uh, I actually talked for quite some time with the guy from Impact Dice last week that makes a bunch of it. He will talk at length about statistics and dice and make it interesting. So good on him. <laughs> nice man. The thing I really love about the Dungeon Crawl Classics, though, aside from the mechanics, which are fun, is that the community around it, the fan community is incredibly creative and incredibly supportive and maybe the least toxic fandom I've ever been involved with. Everyone's really fun and uh, supportive and everyone builds each other up in it and then joseph goodman himself treats his writers and artists like rock stars he's very helpful and friendly with third party creators it's just fun and cool i guess is really what it comes down to and then the adventures are going to be pretty much unlike any of your standard D adventures they really go toward the weird and cosmic and uh things that you wouldn't be able to do like one of the best adventures is Intrigue in the Court of Chaos, which is a first level adventure, and in it you wind up dealing with chaos gods at first level, traveling to their plane, dealing with them face to face, and trying to work them against each other in a weird intrigue. And that's first level. Wow. Uh, Yeah. Surprisingly few dungeon crawls for for a game called Dungeon Crawl Classics. I mean, they're there, but that's not what it revolves around generally. Huh. Well, that's one thing that intrigued me was some of the adventures looked interesting, and then I knew you were into it, and I, I think I even backed a couple of Kickstarters that are technically for Dungeon Crawl Classics, but I thought maybe I can comb these for ideas. Oh, yeah. And then Weird Frontiers came out, and I was like, God damn it, now they're scratching my Western itch. Come on, people. <laughs> so I thought I would. I know a lot of people involved in Weird Frontiers, and they, yeah, they put their hearts and souls into that. It's fun. I enjoy it quite a lot. I've been playing a lot of dungeon. I don't actually play DCC on the regular. I'm mostly playing OSC, Old School Essentials, which is basically hmm. BX D&D uh, reorganized. Now, when you play, play that, that do you guys follow the rules of like the collar and having the map being made as you go? And it's not this- part of OSC, but no, we don't. Oh, OK. I thought it was. <laughs> that's that's what's been keeping me from getting it, actually, because I'm kind of intrigued by the no. OS. I'm more intrigued. I'm intrigued by the simplicity as compared to even it's 5e. So wonderfully simplistic. And there's a lot of good stuff out for it now coming out of Necrotic Gnome and some other companies. Yeah, that's what I play most. That's why I play every Saturday on Roll20 with the dudes, as I call them, just because it's all a bunch. <laughs> it's We're all 40-something, 50-something dudes who most of us have kids, just have gotten over our thing. We're just like, all right, we've gone through the whole edgy period. We've gone through the heroic romantic period. Now we're just, and we're just adventures. Was there money over there? Cool. Awesome. We're not a bunch of scumbums. We're just like, <laughs> we are like weekend dad type adventurers. We're like, all right, it's either do this or go back to the mill on, on Monday. <laughs> so I guess we're going into this godforsaken tomb. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they're all swell guys. I got to meet a couple of them at Gen Con last week. Oh, uh, cool. Saw them in high resolution, which is nice. Saw them in high resolution. Yeah, because normally it's webcam. I like that. 
no i get it when you came to see me at the guide dog school i remember thinking this is weird it's like he's here but i'm actually holding on to his elbow it's- yes how was that elbow action <laughs> it was good Very we talking elbow-y. smooth we talking rhino texture where we where are we yeah, getting into pretty here? smooth pretty smooth okay yeah. not bad that's for a certain niche of the audience there <laughs> oh, do, man. God. i don't care you shocked what you find of me on the internet there it is. <laughs> but yeah osc is mostly what i'm doing now because uh, that's my regular saturday night game there was a while i was playing several games a week but since i got the new job i had to severely cut that back Boo. So i'm back on four to midnights which that's fine it gives me more time to do well actually not a lot never mind there's <laughs> little to recommend four to midnights it is easier to get in the habit of like coming home and like, all right, just write something. Just sit, write something for an hour. Don't turn on Sims. That's got to be one of the hardest battles. Oh my God, so hard. I've considered deleting it. I've lately more using it as a reward. Like, okay, you can play Sims, but you got to write 500 words or more first. Write this section on ray guns, then you can go play Sims. <laughs> it actually worked pretty well. That's how I got ready for Gen Con. You can't play Sims till you get these pre-gens made, and then you can go hang out in the nice world where it's 1998 and no one's got COVID and everything's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the fact that it's 1998. Well, I mean, everyone dresses like it's 98. <laughs> oh, so it's set in Canada. That's <laughs> what Canada's like? I'm going to Canada. <laughs> it's all string tops and flare pants. Everything's great. Flannel shirts and Oven pullovers. It's awesome. We'll all meet at Tim Hortons and have a big old cup of coffee and a cruller. Love Tim Hortons. <laughs> Tim Hortons is great. <laughs> You're a bad thing. Okay, Box of 10 Timbits and a large coffee double-double. I'm good to go. It's great. Pat, did you first come in to run Tune? Uh, no, I had been with the group and then we just decided to play Tune. Yeah. I think it was the Halloween game. So what was the Tune Halloween game? I'm sure I must have listened to it back in the day, but it's been long enough that I don't remember. Oh, God. Um, What was it? They were going (laughs) up to a haunted house. There was Count Dracoon. Yes. (laughs) That's honestly, that's about, I think that was as much as the, I put together as the background for the story. That's all you need. You don't plan. You just give kind of like, this is going to be the setting. What are you guys going to do to go off the rails as if there were rails to go off of? Please tell me that was a vampire raccoon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Count Dracoon. Oh, yes. Yeah, did that one come first or did the Easter one come first? Because I remember the Easter Count one, Dracoon. we had, to, there was an egg hunt. Whoever found the most eggs won. And of course, we started finding ways to thwart each other very quickly. <laughs> Those were fun. Oh, my gosh. Well, I certainly hope you honored our Lord and Savior before you honored the pagan ritual that is Hell Knight. Pretty sure we didn't. <laughs> I don't think the flying spaghetti monster came into the setting at all. <laughs> Which is funny because with a name like the flying spaghetti monster, he'd be perfectly at home in tune. Yeah. Okay, Chris is trying. His mighty unseen tendrils are everywhere. <laughs> Chris is trying to get in. He's left me messages, but I don't know how to retrieve them. So I sent the link again, hoping that he will see it and be able to get on because he tried to start his own thing but i had to leave this to join his and i didn't want to do that oh uh, yeah 
I think we've all been there. I hear a doorbell. Hey! Oh, he's not connected yet. Getting there. Come on, come on. Getting there. We wait with bated breath. (gasps) Holding my breath until he arrives. That was... (gasps) That would be a I salty think I'm to see turning wolf blue. <laughs> can you hear me? Hey! hey! Yes, we can. There he is. Welcome to the party, pal. Yeah, I'm leaving. <laughs> All right. Thanks for dropping by. Hey. <laughs> uh, I'll go with it. What if what if we just all did that? Like we each had arranged it in advance <laughs> to show up one at a time, not going away permanently, but in a round. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll be back. Okay. Yeah. That would be funny. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes. Welcome, welcome, Thank welcome. Thank you. Sorry about that. I'm late. That's all right. I had a friend that had a friend die and she needed oh. somebody to talk to. So, oh, no. sorry to hear so I sorry dealt to with hear that. that. Yeah. I know. I had to be nice. <laughs> Everybody's got an Good on you, mate. Good on you. I just remember a certain bear that bear. was not that nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, unless that was, was your sorcerer's there was chicken involved. I'm sorry. Blanket. Sorry. I was just, unless there was chicken involved, then he was of course. fairly nice. But yeah. where's it going, everybody? I haven't talked to any of you for a while. It's going good. It's good to have everybody uh, back. I've missed everybody. You have your own new group, so don't even go there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Blind. You tell still us have the, this new the gutter Skypes. Yeah, it's good. not the same, Blank Captain. It's not the same. Well, well, I know it's not the same. Well, the gutter Skypes, we're, we're still doing stuff. Adam has taken some time off uh, because of life. And since he's the one who has all the podcast info, we haven't been podcasting things, but we're still getting together. Those of us who can are still getting together to play. So hopefully we'll be back up at some point. But right now we're just playing and not recording. Is that where you're getting some of your um, Western on? Uh, no, that's the group that's doing this podcast, which the is... The group that ah, he's, okay. he's cheating well. Hey, I will gladly game with any of you guys anytime. Hey, be quiet. Hi, Nikki. (laughs) Hello. You've been the one I haven't talked to the longest. Uh, It has been forever and a day. Way too long, my friend. I I know. I know. At least some of them still email me every once in a while. (laughs) It's all because (laughs) I don't even realize that, that so much time has flown by. I swear, mm, it's like all, time, all time it? is the same time, all days are the same day, <laughs> and then what do you mean it's been how many years? What? Yeah. So, oh my God, yeah. And so when um, when Eric reached out about this, I was like, oh hell's yeah, because <laughs> I, I I yeah I can't get over how long it's been, and I miss you all. Speaking of which, I got to go adjust the old time machine. I'll be right back. Off right. you go then. You want to know how long it's been? I don't think you I want have to tell me. No, I'm both I'll be daughters sad. in college now. <laughs> no, no. Remember my don't. little daughter they that were was little, shy to talk. They were little I know. <laughs> yeah, now they're both in college. You didn't need to tell me that, okay? You just didn't need to I know. tell me that. We're old. <laughs> oh yep. my God! Well, you're telling me. <laughs> yep, they headed off school again this week. What year are they in? Uh, one is going to be a freshman at yeah. oh, exciting. Um, St. Ambrose College, which is a private 
school, expensive, but you know, she got good grades and did well. And you ever seen the uh, TV show Criminal Minds? Criminal yeah. Minds, Criminal Minds. I've heard of it. I've yeah. not seen that one, yeah. but I have heard of it. That's yeah. what she wants to be. She wants to be an oh. FBI agent uh, profiler. So, oh, wow. Interesting. Yes, so I've, I've been reading a lot about it. Not the TV show, but the thing itself, the whole profiling uh, thing. Yes, yes. It's Inception and so on and so forth. That's really fascinating that she's going to shoot for that, huh? Yep. And then my other daughter will be a junior at Kent State in a Ohio. Junior? A junior? <laughs> no! That's crazy. <laughs> and she wants to work at the UN as an interpreter. Wow. That is what so language? great. Um, she actually has, um, in high school and college, she's got like six years of Japanese, five years of Chinese, four years of French. Wow. She taught herself Italian. <laughs> A polyglot. And she's pretty fluent <laughs> in both Chinese and Japanese and French. She's not so strong in the Italian. But, but can she speak Klingon? That um no, but I think she knows Dwarven. I had ah. four plus years of French and I can barely order a glass of wine. So good honor. <laughs> that's that's what I say. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, all the best yeah. to them both. Those yeah. are so gifted. That's awesome. So excellent careers. Yep. I, I just refuse to accept it's been that long, though. I think you were lying about how old they were at the time. I think that they were probably hey, at their tail not, end of their high school I'm not, career. Not <laughs> and I apologize for cat screaming in the back. My cat, Claude, that has that decided. Was. Yes, he's decided to be an obnoxious little twit. So let me get him out of the room. Well, Kent State, not too far from Josh. I thought Cleveland ways, but yeah. Yeah. Well, not too far, though. A lot closer than Iowa. That's true. <laughs> by Webster the Spider. Yeah. Yes. Who communicated by weaving messages. Yes. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I finally did it. He put it. You put it together. Yeah. <laughs> I gave you all the clues, Mr. Policeman. <laughs> you could have saved her. I'm the snowman. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Policeman whose uh, character's name is Harry Hole, <laughs> which apparently in Sweden is not as dirty a pun as it is. Go, American go translation. Home. You're drunk. <laughs> okay, I, I skipped off the boat somewhere down down this trail. A movie called The Snowman that no one watched, ah. and I only know through pop culture jokes. <laughs> Now, see, I would have to watch it at that point just to know what basically, the jokes were about. I have heard it's not very good. No, it's just uh, basically just making fun of the movie not being very good or popular. But, uh, but uh, yeah, it's based on a series of Swedish crime novels or something. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I'm in no place to talk about that because I have only knowledge of The Room through pop culture. And I really don't want to have any more knowledge of that Maggie. movie. So I totally understand. I take back what I said. <laughs> and Webster brings to mind uh, one of the other aspects of MTMJs that has kind of come and gone, which is the sound and the music. But I keep saying, and I keep planning on bringing them back. It's just, it's time consuming. And I don't. Yeah. Really what's going to happen when you lose your best editor? I mean, what do I say? Yeah, the, yeah. 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 Well, that's funny. That's been cut down quite nicely. I've got a, program that will let you strip out silences 
And so that cut down the editing time considerably. Uh, now I just need to learn how to use Logic Pro so I can start putting sound in again. I don't know if I'll go as crazy as I, well, who am I kidding? Yes, I will. I say I won't. And I probably will have the best of intentions of not. And then I'll be like, oh, music would work great here. And as long as I'm putting music here, I might as well put it there. And yeah. In fact, there's one, what I've been thinking about doing, because the Barbarians of Lemuria session we did keeps coming up. In fact, I was listening to a podcast back when I was trying to decide what system I wanted to try for our Western games when we decided Savage Worlds was just not working for us. I was thinking about every when, so I started looking for Barbarians of Lemuria stuff, and I found this podcast. I can't even remember the name of the Oh, this sucks. But anyway, I was listening to the one episode of the podcast where he talked about Barbarians of Lemuria, and he said, I discovered this because of a podcast called Monkeys Took My Jetpack, where they played a session, and they really just had a blast, and it was so fun to listen to. And I was tickled to death. I tried to leave him a message, but I couldn't figure out how to make he uses anchor and I couldn't figure out how to leave the message for him. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but still it was cool. It's like, Oh wow. Somebody else actually listens. And so what I thought about doing that one was put up just as a, I was working on Dresden and I needed something to put up just to have something on the feed. Cause it had been quite a while. And so I decided to put it up unedited. I just said, here you go. And it bugs me whenever I listen to it because it's just, and it, nothing to do with, I mean, we all speak the way we speak. That's not what I mean. I just mean everything else. I've taken a lot of the ums and us, including you know my own when I'm not judging anybody. And I keep wanting to go back and edit it and put some sound effects or whatever in. But I've learned from George Lucas. <laughs> my first oh, thought was obsessively go back over and over and over again and make all the wrong decisions. <laughs> my first thought was I'll just replace MTMJ44 and that'll be the official version of it. And I thought, no, 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 do not fall into that trap. Just make it 44A or something like that. So if anybody wants to, they can still, if they don't like the changes I made, they can still listen to the original version no hard feeling whatever i haven't so done it yet kind of phantom edit if you would right <laughs> i haven't okay. done it yet but i'm going i keep thinking i'm going to i got that reference yes yeah, so did I, the i've never actually seen that the phantom <laughs> edit yeah you kind of went in sort of ghost like edited up you know like a phantom <laughs> well it's i'm going to i haven't haven't done it yet but that's not too point. long ago i found my notes for that barbarians game i have no idea and now i'm trying to find them again and i have no idea where i had them that i found them so is it mechanically impactful that the characters are lemurs <laughs> like does no. it make a difference is it one of those things and i know i don't want to get into the whole like system matters debate or whatever but like does that drive some aspect of the gameplay in some way? Or is it more about the barbarians part? I'm not going to engage with you anymore, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a good decision. <laughs> I wouldn't either, but I have Lemuria. to live here. <laughs> Lemuria. I mean, the name, they're, that's I why lemurs are named. Accent. The names are related. <laughs> <laughs> we briefly played um i think was it uh, was it conan i believe it was actually conan 
Um, we were going to play Conan and I chickened out because I was like, I don't know the universe well at all. Yeah, the setting. Fine. And we, uh, we did some setup for it, had some yeah. cool ideas. And yeah. I was relating it to someone I know who also plays games. And I started fall, <laughs> falling into the uh, Conan narrator voice, which I can't actually do. <laughs> uh, just poor imitation of it. We were both going back and forth. And it's like, and then my, my master uh, and his companion uh, set off following the sun in search of adventure. And my friend said, wouldn't that lead them in just like a big weird circle? <laughs> 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 my master was not wise. <laughs> and then it cuts to well, Winnie the, the Pooh and Piblick. Ah, oh, yep. And we still sometimes when we pass each other, we'll be like, my master was not wise. <laughs> <laughs> And then we cut to Pooh and Piglet wandering around looking for the sand pit that they lost somewhere back in the forest. <laughs> so what are some of the longest games on record with the Monkeys Took My Jetpack? Oh, God. I think the longest one, it's got to be Zone. The Monkeys Took My Jetpack. I don't know what that was for a sentence. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's got to be Zoe and Dresden. Those are the two longest ones we've done by far. That sounds right. I know Zoe had at least one character change for at least one person. I seem to recall that Webster was a dis like playing a essentially like mute character who had to communicate through writing was a decision made by you, Pat, after some other character. Do I remember that right? Yeah, I started out with two dwarves, Hickory and Dickory, because I kind of like uh, split personality over two characters. Okay, and gotcha. I enjoyed them. And then they had a riding spider, or, you know, they had a spider, a giant spider that they rode. And I just was really enjoying Webster, having so much fun with him that I talked to Josh and said, you know, I'd like to like to switch off characters. So we killed off Dickory, I think. And, well, he wasn't meant so much to die off, but then he was turned into a statue. The statue was broken into a million pieces, yeah. um, <laughs> effectively yep. halting any rescue later on. And, I don't remember uh, how that happened. <laughs> because I did a horrible role. Oh. Uh, it was it was just a bad, bad. I, I don't think PDQ has a critical fail thing, but if it did, Jared rolled it. And that was that was the result. <laughs> Like, ah. Who's Jared? Jared so with, much. Jarhead. Jared, you might remember Jarhead. Jarhead. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's not my name, dudes. <laughs> I think uh, who had the salamander? Who was a tiny, ferocious little salamander? Who we sometimes got cutaways to. Blanky, was that you? I think that was the character I played before. Yeah, that was Figus Newton. Figus. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I the, I traveled on the shoulder of my first mate, whose name escapes me, and he was very very silent, except when he wasn't. But I couldn't really get a handle on him. I mm. I think I only played him for two or three sessions, and then I ran the Christmas adventure. And then when we were going to run again, I asked Josh, "Can I change my character? I just don't really care about this character." And so, God, we did a Christmas adventure. That's why Santa Claus is going to show up in the finale. Yep. Because that was part of the plan. You guys were going to go to take on Shakosh the Death Wolf. Because yep. he's the big campaign bad. And he I had thought to go it was to the big chicken. 
No, he was an NPC, St. Chicken. Um, (laughs) That came because I was doing a Google rabbit hole onto minced oaths, which are things like, gosh darn it, and oh heck, you know, fake swearing. And they had a list and one was by the foot of St. Chicken or something like that. (laughs) And I was like, St. Chicken, huh? Hmm. hmm." (laughs) Then I had an idea of a rooster in golden paladin armor and it's where that came from. But no, they were going to, you guys were going to go to the north to take on Shaykosh. You're going to uh, run to Krampus because that was still pretty new and fun in the pop culture before it got overdone. And Santa Claus is going to show up and do much like he did in Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe and give you like, you know, Merry Christmas, kids. Here's deadly weapons. Um, (laughs) Because, yeah, that's right. He had shown up in the Christmas episode. That's that's why that comes from. Christmas episode with Brandy the Breakfast elf i think her name was oh yeah because i can't think of that every time i go to ihop i got <laughs> your squeaky modified voice going i hop yep oh <laughs> i don't walk oh. yeah it's <laughs> that was also the adventure where nikki won the jetpack award for best performance because when princess zephyr got drunk from the eggnog <laughs> Yes, yes. When we cut back to you, the craft's extended pontoons and is sitting on the eggnog. And a woman is wearing high boots enough to not worry about getting the eggnog in her shoes or anything. She's wearing a... Like waders? Yeah. (laughs) And she's wearing a uh, pilot uniform. She's got the goggles on and everything. And she comes over to you. Are you all right? Man, you got hit pretty hard with that stuff. I'm fine. I don't suppose you have another cup. Because look, it's sinking. And when I scoop this up, I better have another drink. Because it's really tasty. No, Chicago, it's not. You're a little young to be getting that much of a I am not young. I am... All right, your breath is... 14 and three quarters. Your breath is making your horse keel over there. You might want to... What? He's he's just looking quite... (laughs) I'm holding holding him up so he doesn't slip. Because I'm charged now and alone. And looking for my nominate her for an Oscar. Yeah, no joke. Oh my god. I actually feel sorry for her. Wow, that is powerful. Oh my god, that was hilarious. But yeah, then I created Jared, or Jarhead as he was called, and uh, yeah, he broke Dickory. <laughs> 
he felt sorry. very bad about that. But the hard thing about that was with Jared, I had wanted him to sort of progress from how he started out, which was basically a bumbling fool, to becoming something of his own. I mean, not the hero because we were a team, but can becoming more heroic. But everybody else liked him as the bumbling fool, so it was kind of. I don't know. Dickery didn't so much. But... No, no, Dickery didn't. <laughs> <laughs> do you think dickery was ever able to forgive i i think he eventually just completely yeah he forgave it he got rich with the other six dwarves at the diamond mine that his brother <laughs> doc was running so <laughs> we actually did have a pretty dramatic confrontation scene between the two of them not dramatic as in they almost came to blows but just very heartfelt it was cool it was yeah uh, it was a moment yeah my two favorite characters i've played are jared and david mercury so i mean that's something ezra remains one of my favorite characters to the point that i actually played him in a long-going sims game here <laughs> <laughs> how many times did he burn down his own house trying to make waffles that's pure sim that's not really that's not really ezra himself <laughs> I don't know. He turned gray in the middle of his daughter's wedding, which was just happenstance. And he, he <laughs> hit about his, right, though. Yeah, it was great because at the beginning of the wedding, he was still adult. And when somehow in the middle of the wedding is when he transitioned to elder. And I'm like, oh, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> I love the picture. I, screenshot i got of him just sitting on a couch smoking a joint old man because i've got mods so there's joints in my game but just just sitting on a couch in his woven sweatshirt and big beard just looking like he's sick of it all <laughs> like i've seen some things man Kostin and took it out of me and now i gotta deal with it yeah. fucking lay about son-in-law Ugh. <laughs> What cool, about that was a cool game. shortest lived games? Oh, the shortest lived like ones. that actually are complete. Well, that would be the one shots, I would imagine. I don't know. If, yeah, I'm see. trying to think of anything other than one shots that was real short run, like it ended up being like three or four sessions or something like that. There's some stuff that hasn't been podcast yet that will be, but some, but as far as stuff that's gone up, Blind Geek here interrupting our fun just to let you know that uh, I forgot about Bureau 13. That was one where we played four sessions with Ketimono as our GM, and it was fun, and I think that was among the shortest non-one-shot adventures we had. I think they're all about the same size, though. Three or four sessions is the most, other than those two big campaigns where we had not really a one-shot, but it's not a full campaign either. So usually they're about three or four sessions. So anyway, didn't mean to forget about you, Ketimono. I just, uh, in the spur of the moment, got caught flat-footed and I spaced. So just wanted to make sure I put some credit in there for you. Now, back to our shenanigans. I am sure they're there, but I cannot think of them. Well, Blue Rose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, not complete. Yeah. Yes, I was going to say not complete. Yeah, uh, but it could be. We. I still have the other episode that I haven't put up yet because, uh, but I still I didn't erase it. I really like Blue Rose. I've come around on it like total. I big. I really like it. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a nice world to live in. Yeah, it's a world worth protecting.
I need to check out the age version of it. That's what we were playing. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, let's say truth and justice short. Yes, thank you. That's one. Yeah. That was I think four or five sessions. That it was, was really short to play, but it took forever to get up on the podcast. Yes, yes, it did. Yeah, I was making a joke about it earlier and I've learned that it has since come up. <laughs> How many sessions was Truth and Justice? I think it was either it was four or Three five. Or four. I think it was four. Maybe five. Yeah, I think we'll go with four. Well, we'll go with four because I think it was five files, but only four sessions. There was one session where I had something come up uh, in the middle and I had to. So maybe it was five sessions and I just combined the two into one because I think I had to call it in the middle of the session and then we finished it mm -hmm. in the next session. Some emergency with my then wife or something like that. But it was fun. It's funny how your memory screws things up. I remembered Josh saying it was fun, but this was really unbalanced because his character could attack several times because he had super speed. But in listening to the replay, it didn't feel that unbalanced to me. That's because I restrained myself. Oh. I like Truth and Justice, <laughs> but that game is not well balanced. I mean, it's just not. <laughs> but yeah, I really liked it at the time. And I've, I've, I like stuff Chad Undercoffler did after that better mm. which i mean as anyone should he got to be a better game designer as he did right. more of them because that's although yeah, I mean, you, gotta, you gotta start and then yeah. then you can continue it yeah, would be no. cool if he went back and updated now that i know what i know here's what i would do differently i don't know that he's doing anything anymore yeah i don't either i haven't heard anything even before google plus melted down i think he just kind of faded i'm not saying faded he you know other things yeah, yeah swashbucklers in 2009 and... and i think that was it that was the I last. Think, yeah, he I don't think with, he's even he on, worked on oh, Dresden for a while. Yeah, because he was working with Evil Hat, but I don't. He's not even on like Twitter or anything. Weird. Maybe he's dead. No, he's not dead. <laughs> I, I know. Joke I, about that. So, I don't need to I, laugh when I say. I know that. enough people that know enough people that I know he's around. I guess he's on Twitter. Just when I follow him on Twitter, he just doesn't post much. He has not posted since 2014. All right. Wow. Dang. No, yeah, I, I know just, people to know people, so I know he's not gone. But yeah, you know, he's just doing whatever isn't gaming. So yeah. Huh. It happens. That's what happened to the guy from uh, Exile Games Studios, apparently, whose name is Jeff Combos, Com something like that. Um, had a really cool system. And I mean, it's not like it's gone anywhere. You can still buy Hollow Earth Expeditions or any of its supplements. Well, yeah, that good game. That yeah. game is I defunct now. As of, yeah, that, yeah, that game is dead now. Well, how do you define de I mean, it's still I mean, like it's no lot. Nothing is being produced for it. I mean, right, right. 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 No, that's what I mean. But I mean, it's it, yeah. He, I, I looked into it because. Oh, yeah. Not even because of all Earth expeditions. I was just curious about what other games used the system because I had heard Space 1889 was doing it. And that game has always intrigued me. So when there wasn't anything new from him, I was like, well, now I've got a mystery to solve. <laughs> and apparently he just stopped doing gaming stuff and got a quote real job, unquote. I guess they just offered him too much money to turn down and he didn't have time to keep the gaming thing going. So. Yep. Happens. Yep. <laughs> but good game. And it's a good problem to have, actually. But yeah. Yeah. I was guessing maybe he was just hanging out with Richard Simmons. <laughs> well, we all do that from time to time. Or maybe it's just me. Huh? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just you. Oh, okay. You know, when you go off to see the Oompa band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh <laughs> Real, you mean that? <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure out how to change your little oh the picture that's in your screen here when you're in the chat windows i have no idea yeah i don't I mean, concern myself with such visual matters 
I mean, someone did it for you. You got, I joined the Orville security team on yours. And... Oh, I did that, but I did it on Facebook. I don't know how it. Oh, you probably linked in the face. Okay. Oh, yeah. Signed okay. With your Facebook account. That makes sense. All right. Never mind. Orville, what Star Trek should be. Yeah, it's Orville's weird now in a post Lower Decks world. There's an actual comedy Star Trek show that's in canon, but then the Orville, what was started as the Star Trek spoof show, is now super serious. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Like, I'm of the opinion should just do some, I uh, don't know, multiverse shenanigans. Like, hey, yeah, USS Orville, part of Starfleet now. You know? I mean, they're probably all owned by Disney. Star Trek isn't, but the Orville is, which is just weird to me. That's true. I heard somewhere they're moving into Disney Plus, which just doesn't compute. I can't wrap my brain around. I mean, I. What's wrong? with disney nothing's wrong disney plus it's just weird here i don't i know they've owned fox it just feels weird to me that fox stuff is showing up on disney those are two yeah you are right about that i didn't need those two tastes together i just recently canceled my membership in the disney movie club because i don't buy dvds much anymore but they were talking about oh yeah we have this featured selection with the ice age and i'm like ice age doesn't belong with my disney damn it but it does it's it's a disney movie it's animated animals having a fun adventure Checks out. Yeah, yeah. they got scratched. Yeah. It's the scratch show. Will he ever get that nut, that little rascal? Well, that guy <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just, I never really got into them. And I always thought they were kind of inferior to the Disney animated stuff. And now they're on the same, they're, it's just weird. I guess it's exactly the same thing. It's animated I'm, animals having a fun adventure. That's Disney. All right. Surprised they haven't taken over Zo. Yeah, it's got Dennis Leary, just they, like Zoe does. They did do Zootopia. I forgot Dennis Leary was in that. Yeah. Along with Ray Romano. Oh, no, wait, that actually is Ray Romano. <laughs> You're right this time. <laughs> this time. <laughs> yeah, and Zoe, if I remember correctly, featured uh, Ray Romano and Dennis Leary both. Never put Dennis Leary in anything. Yeah, he played the bat that one time, the bat assassin in the bathhouse. God, how do you remember the shit? At <laughs> Tochi. I, rem- I remember it better than <laughs> oh, you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you do remember it better than me. <laughs> I remember that Dennis Leary was there and he played that back. Well, I can't argue it now. I forgot it was <laughs> Dennis Leary. I remember Batuichi, but I, I forgot it was. does not sound right. I can't imagine. Like ben, he didn't have any lines, though. Yeah. Which is yeah. kind of a waste of Dennis Leary. <laughs> Best type of Dennis Leary, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, take that, Dennis Leary. <laughs> if you're still alive. Bill Hicks called. He wants his act back. <laughs> oh, man. Did we ever have any character deaths? Other than, yeah. other than Hickory. <laughs> yeah, we had. Okay, so we had Hickory. Who? Okay, give me the whole story here um, of, of Hickory's death. I know it was the result of a, the outcome. The narrative outcome was shaped by a bad role. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I know they're that. Trying, they're, Jared was trying to move the statue out of the inn that they were. How did the he green become a statue? In. Huh? How did he become yeah, a statue? Oh, that I don't that remember. Uh, I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember how he was turned into a statue. But yeah, Jarhead was just trying to move him in just at the top of the stairs, was it? I think or did he fall through the floor. He oh, fell through the floor. He yeah. fell through the floor. Oh, no. And we were on like the third floor. So he fell through like several floors and just shattered. And <laughs> I had a lot of fun making the sound effect of, of like every every shattered glass sound I had. I just compiled on top of it. God. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then i remember we tried to pick up all the pieces yes not that if hickory could get all the pieces back to doc doc might be able to reassemble and save him and there was another fumbled roll and josh was like oh no, no. got all the pieces <laughs> oh 
no. I think we should go to the cathedral, I guess. Should we take this dude with us? Statue? Guy? I don't think anything else worse can happen to it. It's still in one piece. Okay, you carry it. I'll try. How heavy is Mr. Party Animal? Roll me 2d6 there. Oh, shit. <laughs> what did you roll? We're not what did you roll? The what did you roll? <laughs> I rolled four. Roll another d6 for me. But it's double twos. Does that roll another d6 for me? Oh, Great, he drops it. Oh no! Don't break it. <laughs> you chip an ear. Roll, roll a d6 for me, there, Jared. I rolled a six. That's jarhead. So you get you get six hero points back. Oh shit! As you try and lift it. That marble is awful slippery, and it falls and crashes through the wooden floor, through the stone floor beneath, and shatters. Oh, Oh, no! You killed Vickery! Quarter mile of away, Vickery goes, oh. Yeah. (laughs) Skippy the squirrel is looking over the edge, looking at me, oh, you're going to have to pay for that, so... He's absolutely stubby tail. Just terrified. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my hey, god. my floor! What happened to the floor? Oh, dude, don't touch that. He did it. No, uh, dude. No, I'm talking to the. The muskrat's looking up at you quite angrily. No, I don't care. You know what? Don't, don't, don't touch. I try and look as imposing as I can. We'll be right oh, down. Statue fell on my table. Do not clean oh, that. No matter what you do. Do not move a piece of that. Very attached to the statue. I'll watch him to make sure they don't clean it up. You get down there. All right. Okay. So, oh man, I'm really sorry. I I didn't think it was. It just slipped out of my hand, man. I mean, it's got to be the beer or, or something. I'm really <laughs> very drunk. Sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, just get going. All right. Oh man. <laughs> It was one of those things where I knew you were switching characters, and I didn't. I'm not usually big on, except unless it's that type of game. I'm not usually big on killing characters unless it's a you know a killing characters type of game. But it's one of those things. Like it's a fairy tale game. If he's turned a stone and shattered, there's a dozen and one ways yep. he could come back. You know, <laughs> just one talking frog and like, oh, no problem. <laughs> it's me, the rock frog. I could put him back together. You know. <laughs> See, you knew he was changing characters. We didn't that's, know he was changing right. characters. <laughs> you bastards. You <laughs> felt horrible. Uh, I forgot you guys didn't know in advance that was happening. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> that just makes God. it even more fun. Now. Oh, God. Did, did yeah, they was... find out when Webster showed up, or did people learn in the interim? Webster had been with the group for a while, ever since the... Oh, I'm sorry, yes, when you showed up, I guess, as Webster. Oh, well, I think he was, I think, if my memory serves, and I did not do research, but I think we, because he was always playing Webster in addition to, he was kind of playing three characters. Yeah. And so then he just kept playing Webster, and at the end of that session... It was revealed in the post-session conversation that actually I was planning. I had a talk with Josh. We, just, I, you know, that whole thing. So we learned by the end of the session, but did not know during. <laughs> which I'm kind of glad because I don't think my reaction would have been as <laughs> beautiful 
if I may say. Yeah. Give us some fun RP there. That was hard, though. That was my first campaign, even when I was gaming in my youth. All of our campaigns were very episodic, and it was mainly just a friend and me. We I hardly ever gamed with a group until we started doing gutter skypes so this was really my first full-on campaign and it really oh, wow. sucked that we just ended it i get why josh you decided nope we're done because nikki wasn't with us at that point and pat had to move on and it was just like we got half the group gone we're not going to keep it going yeah. but yep. i was that's why i was so like come on really come on because from a lot of old Hat gamers is like, this is just how it goes sometimes. Your campaign just fizzles out and doesn't get resolved. No, I refuse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you know, when you like change Darren's midstream, it, it always kind of sucks a little bit afterward. It's never yeah. exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Although that example, they went on for like five more seasons after that, I think. Yeah, but it wasn't exactly the same. Actually, I like the new Darren just fine. <laughs> <laughs> I just bought that show recently because it was on sale. What am I saying? Recently, it was like three years ago. But uh, I've only <laughs> just that circle. I just yeah. What is time? Oh God, it was more than three years ago because yeah, three years ago was 2019. That might have been anyway. It doesn't matter. It's just or yeah, maybe keep, this is I keep skipping time, over 2020. The 90s were five years ago. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's why, man. When I saw how long uh, when I was posting the first. Uh, Octun Cthulhu issue. Oct and who? Octun Octung A-C-H-T-U-N-G. I don't know how you Oh, I'm like, I know Cthulhu, but who's this Cthulhu. Oct guy? Okay, got I it. I think it means warning in German, if I'm not mistaken. Attention. Yeah. I believe Octung? it means U2 album in German. Yes, yes, thank you. I was trying to come up with a it does mean that. And if you listen to it enough and you stand on a German train platform and it says Achtung, you're like, yeah. I speak German. Yeah, I know what that means. Yeah, at least that's how it occurred for me. So. But that was a surreal moment because I looked at I was getting ready to post and I pulled up Mac Journal and I thought, OK, it's been like six months since the last issue, maybe a year. Nope. Year and a half. Jesus Christ. Really? How did that even yeah. happen? But, you know, what is 2020? Oh, no, it could have been a year and a half. I don't know. It was longer than a year, though. I know that. But yeah, Zo, man, that was fun. A lot of fun. And I, it stuck with me. If you, I'm not asking you to, because I know, but if you said, hey, I think we should finish the Zo campaign, I'd be like, yes, let's do it. I, uh, yeah. My wife would divorce me because she's been <laughs> hinting at trying to do Zorcer Zo again in the house for ah. some time. And I feel she would not be happy if I ran it <laughs> online and not for Well, you could do both. I could, but I'm not going to. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Got this whole multiple bookshelves of books, games I've never read, much less played, and a limited amount of years anymore. Just yeah. like, oh, boy. Oh, I understand, man. And none of them matter because you're going to be busy writing what we do in the shadows game. So mm -hmm. right? I think I haven't thought about it. Well, then go on. Get cracking. I'll be your first customer. <laughs> I am The game I'm writing currently, which is one of my first ostensible comedy games. And I got in and realized like, wow, my, my uh, uh, intentionally funny stuff is not notably different from my normal <laughs> serious output. That was, maybe people are right when they call my stuff wacky. I'm like, I mean, wacky. It's just serious business. Oh, well, I guess there's vampire turnips in it, but that's, you know, 
serious. That's what you get. No one suspects the vampire turnip. <laughs> Not till it's too late. Did I tell you I've progressed that my spirit animal is now a vegan vampire unicorn? Mm. Yeah. Is there any chance right? it will eventually become a vampiric vegan alicorn an alicorn yeah. yeah that's part alligator part unicorn <laughs> no it's not that's not how the dr octagon song goes <laughs> no an alicorn is a pegasus unicorn know that yeah. it's an abomination Why isn't it a palicorn or lord or a, I don't... Or a wingicorn shouldn't it be a wingicorn i didn't peg the damn lexicon i just oh. know in dnd they were called pegacorns but uh oh. no in uh oh. in uh <laughs> In, yeah, I know. I've, now that I say that aloud, <laughs> having not done that in 20 years, like dragon. Huh. What about a dragonicorn? That'd be but all the right. Alicorn comes from My Little Pony. So. Why does pegnicorn make me think of porn? I, okay, yep. it's because you're a boy. Everything yeah. makes boys think of porn. This is true. Look, it's a crumpled piece of paper on the floor. Oh, porn! I mean, like, just face it. it right? could be porn. Hey, look! After you, if you spend your childhood accidentally finding porn in the woods, you never know where it's going to show up elsewhere. Accidentally? Oh, no! Like, you really would just stumble across it. You would. It's yeah. See, it's weird. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't matter. That gives the phrase "morning wood" whole new meaning. Doesn't matter where you, doesn't matter where you lived, but like a Just certain time in the eighties and nineties, yeah, you'd wander across <laughs> porn in the woods. Yeah, thank you for backing me up on that, Al. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty universal pre-internet experience yeah just don't know why it's amazing that must only come with like with the boys handbook because girls that did not happen there was no magical look here's a porn stash in the woods for most girls it just, not true. just isn't That's not true i used to run into play girls in the woods so don't even go there people had bedrooms in the 80s i don't know why on porn in the woods <laughs> Because they <laughs> threw them out the window that. when the That's parents were coming in, so they didn't for. find them. They've got great arms then. Top guess... closet shelves was the appropriate porn yeah. stash place. What's the matter with you? Between the mattress and I the bed I thought it was string. under the bed, yeah. <laughs> Between the mattress and the bed string. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. I'm trying to keep this on topic. Oh, I forgot this is recording. Are you, though? No, I don't care. So did I, kind of. But uh, Okay, so, so I'm coming probably back, not going to edit this back. anyway. I'm just going to throw it up on the feed. Uh, coming back to the pegacorns. Corn? <laughs> we always do. <laughs> Thank you, Pat. <laughs> yeah, pegacorns are cool. You just got to strap on a saddle and get going. Strap on. You said strap on. Strap on. <laughs> wow. I know that was what Nikki was laughing about. Josh's reaction made it all worth it. Uh, I am going to be an adult, and so maybe I'm back in on this Western game. Then, okay. Velcro chaps, Velcro chaps. No, wait, no, wait, no, wait, no, 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 no. Just wearing them the right side round. Trust me on this one. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, coming to the stage right now for your entertainment, Velcro Chaps. <laughs> I'd make a good stage name. It man. is, right? That's my roller watch, derby. Watch name. her just for a little while and you'll get stuck on her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of awful puns, did you ever buy a game specifically for the gutter skypes? Uh... Like, I'm, I'm sure, sure you bought I games have. because you had a group like to play, but are there any games or is was there a general vibe of games that you're like, oh, 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 this would fit the group 
at any given time. Yeah, and I don't think we ended up playing it. I bought <laughs> right. Uh, this I bought, is the ancient curse of gaming. Yes, I bought Ghost Burst. Uh, no, what's it called? The the damn thing. It was a one dice game. Phantom Edit. It was a Ghostbusters treatment E6. for the one dice system and it was one dice haunt away or something like that haunt away where you played like it was like oh you're you're not the slick ghostbusters that you've seen from the movies you're like the plumber who decide and i thought of i mean that is the ghostbusters well <laughs> not real i mean they were but you're the crappy ghostbusters i guess and i immediately thought of how much fun we would have with that whole idea and then we made characters and never got around to playing it, which yes. unfortunately happens quite a bit. Vaguely remember yeah. that. The Ancient Curse. Yeah. I um, do not recall if it was. That may have been one where we there was a character who was a ghost. No, that was when we tried the bare bones. That's right. System. Oh, that's what I'm getting confused with, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one nice thing about his games is that if you don't like the system, there's plenty else to recommend the game. Like his Wild West horse opera game. I've combed Please through that thing. Please tell me that horses. No, it does not. Uh, uh, but well, it's I mean, got... like it makes sense. It's real hard to train a Dutch warm blood, for example, to do an aria. <laughs> Cannot it's... get vibrato out of no. those guys. Can't do it. It all just sounds like a Winnie, and it just doesn't work. But it's got like really cool. First of all, it's got 173 adventure ideas that you can modify or steal for your heart. I thought you were going to say separate stats. It's got <laughs> tables for town creation. He's got different campaigns and setting rules for pulp and horror westerns. So whichever way and pulp villain tables that you can randomly create or just use for inspiration. And all of his games are like that. They've got a bunch of different things. So it's easy enough, even if you don't like the system, to use what's there. I just love making characters for that system because it's just a matter of conditions, which are flaws, essentially or abilities and it's a one to ten scale so you know exactly how to measure it and you're done boom is it anything like that one western game which featured i believe 12 separate sub varieties of sex worker i don't know that one yeah like Me it was either. one that I we were to. looking at it was like <laughs> the, the first edition dnd dungeon masters got and by the way some of the adventure ideas in that wild west horse opera book are written by our own moondog Hey. Ooh. Yeah, that's true. A couple of them, I think. And I'm a character. Oh, good one. So. oh yeah, a couple characters, too. He has the Sheriff of Gunshot, which is the pulp town in... Wait, Moondog, you're an author, too? Kind of. <gasps> Dude, I was not aware. Well, that's it. That's all there is to it. Now there are four of you. Get cracking on what we do in the shadows. There's no excuses with this. You'll be rich and famous beyond your wildest dreams of avarice. <laughs> I did not <laughs> get either one of those. Or... or or possibly not, but it would still be fun. But no congratulations to you being an author, too. I did not know. Yeah, I don't talk about it much. <laughs> oh, you want me to go on? Yeah, talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, and speaking I mean, of which, Pat, are you, well, you're going to talk about it, but I also want to throw that out there. Pat, are you still writing? A little bit. Not as much as I was. I've had a few things published, and then with COVID hey, right and work... Just like everyone else, just got busy with other stuff. Other stuff. Okay. Well, then Moondog, back to you. Talk about it. I don't know. It was a Kickstarter, and I suggested some ideas for adventures to him, and he liked the ideas, so we fleshed them out. That was about it. Nice. Super cool. That is really, really Looking great. like 12 years to make the game, but Yes, okay. it did. <laughs> yeah, these things take time. They do. It actually got done, and like, uh, I believe it's approximately 97% of all Kickstarters. That's true. Is it really that high? Wow. I'm no, lucky. I'm just making that up, oh. but you know. But yeah, Gareth Michael Starka, we're looking at you into the far west. Jesus Christ. 
Oh, I'm so glad I didn't back that, but then I kind of, eventually it will come out, hopefully. But Josh Um, and Blind Geek are pretty active on the Kickstarter backing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, I am. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I get notifications all the time. Weird. That's why I go out there and look at them. I guess you can follow people's Kickstarter, which I never understood why, but. Because of things like what we just. Things like that, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, yeah. Get You figure, oh, I like Josh's stuff. Josh likes it. Maybe I like it. Exactly. I've got more pledges since I did the interview this afternoon or the round table this afternoon. That's good. Yeah. No, how many Kickstarters I've got? I looked at how many I have backed because I've backed 151 Kickstarters. Wow. Goodness. Good Lord. Most of them. Yeah, that's actually why we've called you here. Uh, oh, John. no. <laughs> Your friends want to talk to you. Most of them. Intervention, sir. I'm like my, I can guarantee it wasn't my wife that made stage this intervention. She'd be like, makes you happy, right? Like, yep. I'm like, all right, you should do it then. I'm like, all right, great. We won't be rich ever. Nice to know. <laughs> there are different ways to, to be rich, sir. Uh, most of them have, to be honest. The, That's the, great. The vast majority, the ones that haven't, most of them have been Zine Quest stuff, which. I mean, yeah, most of them have been Zine Quest stuff. I've still got some Zine Quest stuff I'm waiting from last year, even though we're like into the, or maybe even two years ago, even though we're into this year's Zine Quest. So yeah, it's most of them have funded and they're not just funded, but have produced, completed, delivered, et cetera. As I'm looking through my list here, I've got most of these and it's hard because I, there was a while I was ordering, kickstarting more than I could keep track of. Cause that's the kind of high roller playboy lifestyle <laughs> I live apparently. Yeah. looks like most of them have, I've been good luck with. Oh, there's one that didn't, but aside from that one. <laughs> what happens if they don't actually come to fruition? Do they just sit there or do they fizzle out or? They just sit there as there they... is actually no legal obligation to. They take your money and go somewhere nice and warm. There's no obligation through Kickstarter to actually produce it. There's no legal obligation or contractual obligation for you to produce something on Kickstarter. Now, that state's Better Business Bureau or Commerce Department might have mm-hmm. something else to say about that. But through Kickstarter, you're, it is a gamble. But if you again, don't make the if you if you started a Kickstarter and you have your whatever your up limit of you know, fifty thousand dollars and you don't make it, but you get like thirty five thousand dollars pledged. Does that money get dispersed or does it no, go? It's, it's like all it, or nothing for Kickstarter. It's all or nothing. It is all or nothing. I, I think know. Indiegogo or GoFundMe, one of those other ones, actually does. I think both um, those do. That's what you get is what you get. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like within the time limit that you set to collect yeah, it or whatever. So you, oh, okay. You, you do get whatever builds up. Which um, one reason why I generally don't support because I like knowing at least even if you get screwed sometimes on Kickstarter, at least you know. Well, they're not just trying to keep taking more and more money because it's a limited time they got their money and if they don't make it then i'm not out anything uh, i mean if they don't make their goal i mean i'm not out anything but the kickstarter is yeah it's, it's all or nothing if you don't reach your funding goal then no one gets charged and you don't get anything and oftentimes then they'll shoot another try which i'm hoping this one game i really wanted didn't fund I really wanted to it's a regency romance role-playing game i'm like oh all right, let's go with that. That sounds awesome. Mr. Uh, Darcy, as opposed to Darcy, that sort of uh, Regency romance? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, you know, it was touted as Jane Austen or... Um, Lord Belvedere. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, crap, the one with all the sexy people on it. Oh, Downton right. Abbey? I, Bridget, no, no, not Bridgerton. 
Bridgerton. Yeah. Oh. Um, and I, I, I appreciate that. I said all the sexy people you knew exactly what I was talking about. Yeah. Well, I fast forwarded through the last three episodes, but whatever. Um, <laughs> Which would. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah I like what I saw what Bridgerton, and I like. I've always been a low-key Jane Austen fan. Let's so face like, it, right. you've always wanted to rock around in breeches and a tailcoat. Yeah, I'm more of an Edwardian type of guy, but yeah, I, I did not want to walk around in breeches and, and, and knee boots. Yeah, I yeah. need to have knee-high boots on. Yeah. Boots. Uh, <laughs> but no, it didn't fund, which was sad because, I mean, I mean, maybe there wasn't as much of an audience. Maybe this was as much of an audience as I suspected there was. I wouldn't even <laughs> know how to role-play that kind of huh. a... it's like it's the ton we've got to be but okay look there's a the big the big cotillion is next week and <laughs> the, Locks, the eminently no one signs my dad the handsome card, the brooding mr willoughby shame. shall be there <laughs> ever since his wife died on their wedding night he's been <laughs> perhaps i'm the Are one who playing blue rose words. wow <laughs> <laughs> and that's just but off I'm the cuff. But, a, but I'm but a scullery sake. maid. How shall I <laughs> get to the ball? I know. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that very much beats my just pretend you're a Kardashian dying of consumption. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I mean, I was looking forward to playing it. And again, that's the kind of thing my wife and I enjoy role playing with a lot of messy, broken people. Mm. <laughs> you take that however you want. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Regency yeah, oh, just... Kardashians. That's what it was missing. It was missing. <laughs> don't do that. It's so pure. I don't want that. No. Oh, oh sorry. Sorry. No. I, you know, the tricky bit, I hear what you're saying about the Regency, but I uh, I almost think part of what's so appealing about it is the costume. So that's there more like a LARP thing, I'm... you know? Yeah, Got to put on your giant layers of petticoats and whatnot, and down for that button-fronted breeches. Yeah. Black lung, black lung, black lung, while throwing <laughs> beanbags at people. <laughs> oh, and here, oops. What is Regency? What isn't Regency? I ask you, sir. <laughs> well, that's a time when there isn't a monarch, but there is a regent. Right. When <laughs> did I accidentally get that right? He did actually. Awesome. It was George the Third. Uh, right, and it was his son that was controlling so. government. George the second. No, no, the son third. Would be the fourth. Oh, wait, wait, no, wait. No, the, see, second, the second, the second. No, wasn't it George the third that oh, that was gotcha. that was King George who had the health issues and who we were fighting against for the revolution? Wasn't that the third? I Pat, you're the expert. Yes. So it was the oh. regency was his son when he was being put away. The regency was his son. The other one, Duke of Clarence. Anyway, no, Clarence was the one in the Admiralty. Anyway, so you're matter. thinking of Duke of Earl. No, I'm not thinking of Duke of Earl. No, Thank no you're you. right. You're thinking of King of Queens. You. Duke of Oil. <laughs> no, you're thinking of olive oil. Mm. We could just do Pride and Prejudice because it's got the best line ever at the end. When did you know you loved Mr. Darcy? <laughs> When she saw his estate, oh God, now the name of his estate has fallen right out of my head. It's great. It's just great. And they both fall over laughing. Uh, it's oh. Crimson Peak, I think. <laughs> Mr. Dawson's was just in my head. And then Bridgerton knocked it out of my head. Pemberley. <laughs> When did you know you loved Mr. Darcy? When I said no, I was Pemberley. is the lady, <laughs> the young woman from... Uh, Peter Pan. That's Wendy. No, that's the a name that didn't exist before Peter Pan. Pan. I know. I just Re what I learned about that recently. What that, that name did not exist before it was made oh, come for Peter on. Pan. Huh? Yeah, and before that, everyone was Wendatha. <laughs> <laughs> it was really, Agatha he created the name. 
That's my under. That's what I read. I mean, I'm, it says I, I can. That. I can't confirm it any more than I well, read it a couple. Wait places. a minute. This no, is in I the read, Christian baby unisex, I read the same thing. unisex name guide. Hey, is Wendy what? a biblical name? No, nope, not, not from a Tiffany. Bible. Nope, not a Christian. Ah, the Tiffany name. problem. Nope, nope. Which is how can you change? Uh, Tiffany's name to Wendy. That is the famous Tiffany problem. There are two <laughs> Wendy's on a track, and a Tiffany is heading toward them. It's an a Tiffany. Gibson fan than a Tiffany. <laughs> the Tiffany, the Tiffany, a Tiffany. Tiffany, a Tiffany. Jinx. Tiffany, Tiffany, you go. Too. Now you got your title for your um, Edwardian or Regency um, romance game, uh, romance campaign. The Tiffany Epiphany. Boom! Done. And I hope that you all can sleep well now because we've settled that. Yeah. And uh, there you go. Dr. Great. Gascoodles and the Tiffany Epiphany. <laughs> Discoodles. <laughs> That's an excellent name. I would be Dr. Discoodles. I want to play Dr. Discoodles. Okay, how the hell did we get from Zoe to the why, did, why, ask, why ask Big why starter. or how? But you must understand. Right? I, this is how it goes. Yes. It's because we were talking about Kickstarter and, uh, yes. and publishing one of the games. Yeah. and people writing stuff and publishing, which I think is so groovy. And at the end of this, I would like everybody to list where their works are so I can go forth and support them. Where can I find them? I don't get paid nothing, so I'll just send you it. At mtmjetpack.com. Oh, I'm, I'm just, I'm so thrilled to hear that you all are creating so much stuff. There's, there's my newest thing. Cool. Oh, here it comes. <laughs> I, am I can't wait. Over the Cre grave. Cre crepus crepuscular. 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 Once I get it, I'm okay. I just had to really work that out. Crepuscular. That's when you have extremely fit crepe paper. Creepy paper. <laughs> creepy paper. We need more. It's all crepuscular. <laughs> Sounds like a disease I once With had. Extra crepuscular. Crepuscular is a transitional phase between twilight and night. Oh, which then brings us back to alicorns. Okay, got it. Yes. So, is this your project, Josh, is, or is this is, one that you are? That this is, is your Meyer. project. That is my project. Your project. Yes. I wish someone would. <laughs> Will there be T-shirts? No, that would have been a cool idea, actually. Yeah. Ah, I made. I actually made T-shirts for my first one. Well, I didn't make. I I made a I made a link to a web page machine that makes T-shirts <laughs> of whatever of whatever photo you put shirt onto and it. A pack of sharpies, and you just kind I of mean, draw it on the sharpie. Kind of <laughs> draw it with the sharpies. Some, <laughs> you put a, you put a photo <laughs> into you put a you put an image onto the website, and bots say we will make a shirt for you. Beep boop, and yeah. So there's. Okay, I have to remember to put these links in the show notes. Well, this is super cool. I'll have to. I'll have to actually create a Kickstarter account. For the, for the kids at home, in. they're sending links to Kickstarter pages or to Amazon that where uh, we can purchase work that they have done. Or There's Josh's Kickstarter work. and Patrick and sent an Amazon, Amazon link. link. Whoa, yep. look at all that. Nice mm. icon pick there, dude. Looking very yeah. handsome and navvy and snazzy. And there's I Josh's blog. We are. Now I'll put up where you can find a lot Ooh, of my stuff too. Um, and trilobites, good God, we started a thing. I have nothing. I have, I have nothing. that one. You are the game master. You wrangle the games. Only recently. I've what actually, abs? I've, <laughs> yeah, MTMJ has sort of become my proving ground for how to become a better game master by starting out as kind of a, well, 
if I say this, I'm going to sound like I'm fishing for compliments, but I'm really not because <laughs> starting out is kind of a sucky one. That's the only way to get good at anything. Yeah, no, I know. I, you I have try to I keep, be bad at it for yeah, a very, very, very long time. <laughs> you can get some things. The first step is being sort of good at something. Yeah, that's why I keep. That's as Jake the dog taught us. <laughs> I don't watch cartoons. I'm an adult. <laughs> we haven't even talked about Dresden, sir. We have talked about Dresden a little bit. Don't call a me little bit. A, a little bit. Right. <laughs> what does that mean? Shirley, what does that sure. mean? I hear that in military movies all the time. Generals work. I don't understand what this thing means of, sir, I work for a living. Don't call me, sir. Okay. I can very briefly explain. <laughs> uh, in every profession, regardless of what it is, there is a certain class of do nothing who manages to worm their way up into ranks and then burrow Ooh, that's me. in that was totally to the me. infrastructure and like <laughs> me, fasten their jaws on me too and so it's kind unlike, of like the foppish king for example who just sits on his throne and is not doing much it, of anything it's more like worm tongue if worm okay. tongue was only saying let me keep my job like <laughs> unlike actual parasites which serve a vital role in ecosystems these people just do nothing and so this tiny percentage of those people, particularly in professions where people are like out there doing hard shit, potentially risking their lives, those people generate the people who like work their way up and don't do anything. Those people generate a lot of resentment. Hmm. Yeah. And so you'll find versions of this everywhere, but the military version is don't call me, sir. I work for a living because sir is what you call a superior officer. Right. And okay. so it's like saying, I'm not one of those officers. Puh. Like I do an actual job. <laughs> and it really is just shorthand for like, we all know that one asshole. Right. So uh -huh. that's what that is. Okay. Cool. <laughs> and there he is. <laughs> <laughs> And it's, yeah. it's particularly reserved not for people who are necessarily like <laughs> at some different place in the administration or something like that, but those people who just do nothing and they only protect their own jobs. Right. Okay. I gotcha. But yeah, Dresden is the, if I had known we were on our last session of that campaign, I would have just let Mercury be sacrificed to get rid of the Castadoniantic, but. You can't because <laughs> Mercury is in retrograde. We. <laughs> It's proven facts, <laughs> yeah, dude. Facts are facts. You can't, can't be argue. sacrificing them when they're in retrograde. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. I mean, uh, uh, Dresden begat then Austin and Ashlyn Kirkland, yes. who I might like even more than Ezra. Yeah, I haven't you put any of those. They, they, they also Dresden showed up babies. in my Sims game. <laughs> ah! I haven't put any of the Dresden babies up because we didn't end it, and I... As I've established with Zoe, I hate when campaigns just fizzle out. So since mm -hmm. I haven't put any of them up for that one yet, I figured, you know, we have a nice ending, even if it was unexpected with the Dresden Files one, with the original, I mean. But, I mean, they're still, I still got them. I might put them up at some point, but, I don't know, it just feels weird because it just kind of stopped. Well, you know, 90% of all hunts end in failure. And uh, the same is true in the gaming world. Yeah, I've been gaming for 35 years. I can count on half a hand how many campaigns I've run, much less played in, have had an actual wrap. 
would that be the distal half or the proximal half? Trilobite, I think you're looking at that completely wrong. That is very negative thinking. 90% of all hunts end in complete and total success for the prey. <laughs> oh, true enough, true enough. And there you go. <laughs> so really, this is a success for total unplayed success. games. Absolute total success. Rejoice. A kind of nega game. <laughs> No, they're uh, fun, and it's, and it's fun to play, but when I'm thinking about podcasting something, I'm like, well, I don't know. Cause it's, mm. yeah. That's like I said, why I like games that have like a set seasonal structure or something. So Yeah, because every story has a beginning, middle, and an end, and right. when it's over, you can go back and do it all again. Yep. It gives me rationale to go like, all right, we're done now, and now I'm going to move to this other game I want yeah. to play. No, I, or, that's a fair yeah. point, and right now the campaigns we're running are very episodic, so if they stop, it's, a good it's not way a good to do it. Yeah, but I think you're right. If we're going to do something that is going to be longer, I might insist that we say, all right, how many sessions are we doing this? Or how many, if not sessions, how many adventures do you want Three. to use for this? That way, Three if- is the number, the number of the sessions. The session shall number three, no more, no <laughs> less than Three. Uh, it would not be a gaming get together <laughs> without a Monty Python reference. Yeah, right? My world, my world revolves around Monty Python references. Thank you. Uh, but that was but a, actually, that was I just fun. wanted to trill the word three. Hurry! It's actually kind of fun to do that. <laughs> it is good. I'm glad I, you guys enjoyed that one. Yeah. I sometimes point to it. In fact, not too long ago, I uh, pointed someone at it when we were referencing some work for another thing. And I was like, oh, yeah, you can check this out if you want to hear me. Absolutely losing my religion. <laughs> huh. Was that you in the corner? Was that oh, you yeah. in the spotlight? And in the spotlight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but oh, no, I think I've I think I've said too much. I haven't said enough. Consider this. Most lived in countries. Crime of the century. (laughs) I'm sorry, Josh. You were saying. That was just a dream. Isla del Oro, one of the most lived-in feeling settings I've been in. Well, because we have a place close by where I live, and they have burritos that are about the size of your head. And every time I eat there, I think of. That place. <laughs> I don't even remember and the name you, of the goddamn place, but I remember they had burritos the size burritos of your head. As big, it was called burritos as big as your head. The oh, that's right. The oral was, called, was just called that. It didn't, that even actually, yeah, burrito it didn't even actually have a name. It just had that sign in the window that said burritos as big as your head. Oh, man. Yeah. And it was through player insistence that the tortilla machine became the name of a human being as yes. opposed to... The giant the, Mexican the dude. contraption. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was just this motherfucker who can like tortilla turn out tortillas machine. like nobody's business. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Then we had Alistair's restaurant, of course. Mm-hmm. Where eat what thou wilt. Yeah. Be the whole of the law. <laughs> and so I think we at one point, I don't know whether it was me who it's probably me because it was something quasi silly but would eat what thou wilt shall be the coal of the slaw (laughs) that's why i think it was Uh, me yes that game i got to run a a parallel campaign with Mm -hmm. uh, a person playing the warden that you met rosetta marshall 
Who, I didn't uh, know as Ezra was busy trying to get with her. <laughs> and then I found out she was played by someone else like, oh, how embarrassing. <laughs> A reaction which delighted her. Yeah, no. I she, knew, she knew what she was doing when she made this extremely conventionally attractive character. And uh, to this day, that player describes that campaign as running around cleaning up Ezra and David's messes. It's <laughs> not really can, far from the can truth. Confirm. Uh, yep. Yep. And Moondog, your vampire character, she actually liked. I think you you mostly just got shit done. I did, didn't I? Yep. Logan Shaw. Logan Shaw. Yep. Pat, yeah. what about you? Do you have a character who you often think of or a game that sometimes just pops up in your mind from the monkeys took my jetpack days? Me? Yeah, I would say oh, yeah, probably. I, I was asking Pat, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, Moondog. Oh, go, Pat. Go, Pat. No, no, go ahead, Chris. I'm going to think. Kajika. <laughs> ah, where the hell is Kajika anyway? I don't know. Where is Kajika? Hmm. Remember, um, he um had a problem with reality. Don't we all? Yeah, we do. But he thought he was a D&D character. <laughs> oh, yeah, and the M-Force, that was Mach 2 before we even M-Force. started. M-Force. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was one of the characters involved in fighting the Grease Monster, which I, I like so much, if I remember correctly. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, he yeah. I like that again. Yeah, that was fun. He's probably one of my favorites. Even though that was not part of MTMJ, I still, that is oh, a landmark. Well, that No, no, no. That was a landmark game for me because that was the first time where I was like I set up that scenario and I had no idea, even by the day of the game, I'm like, how in the mm-hmm. hell are they going to deal with this? And I was kind of panicking and I said, well, I'll just see what happens. Cause I got nothing. And it was awesome. And it was like, that was like the first experience I had had. It's one thing to read when the book will say, just get a situation set up and let the players solve the problem. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. It's another thing to have that, as academic knowledge in your head and then it's a whole other thing to actually experience that happening and it was very freeing for me yeah when it comes along it's a real tiffany (laughs) shout back it's a callback yeah callback ladies and gentlemen Uh, yes it is (laughs) rotating pies Mm, pie but yeah, it really is a stunning realization almost. Yeah, it really was. Made me rethink how I handle prep for a game because I always tried to have up until that point an idea of how things were going to resolve themselves. And I would try mm-hmm. not to railroad it, but it was still there. But I learned I don't have to do that as long as I know. Well, no, even in that one, I didn't even have anybody statted out or anything. I just would pick like, what's the dragon's, I don't know, strength. And I just yeah. went, oh, I'm writing that down. There we go. And that way it won't change throughout the game. But I had no idea because I had no idea how you would handle a dragon in quags, really. I mean, now I kind of do more. Dragon. Yeah, stat wise. But at the time, I was just like, I don't know. So we'll just wing it, which is good for a dragon because they've got pretty yeah. big wings. You got mm. wings, yeah. Mm. 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 Yeah, if you just set up the situation. And you have some idea of what's going on and what the different motivations of the people involved is. Contrary to what you might expect, it's a lot easier to run games that way a lot of times. Yeah, because you don't have any preconceived ideas. And so you just go with whatever the players have your characters do. It's nice. 
you don't have to go bushwhacking through flow charts and shit like I used to do back in the day. I'm sorry, Josh, I stepped on your net. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm yawning, actually. So. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm sorry, we're boring you, sir. No, I'm, just, I'm kidding. Let's get back to Patrick, though. Yes. Oh, well, we talked about Hickory, Dickory, and Webster. I think I'm going to go back to Funkadelic Frank. I enjoyed playing oh, Betty, the deep one who didn't realize she was ugly and thought for sure <laughs> that Frank had a crush on her. It was constantly with her. And, and if I may say, you we could tell you enjoyed playing that. You just, <laughs> you just really seemed to have a really fun time with her. Let's play some ABBA. <laughs> Dancing thing. Oh man. <laughs> I'm around on ABBA since then yeah. too. So. All my stars and garters. I just looked up emails from that time. Friends, I had no idea. It's been so long. Oh my goodness! Well, you still have emails from that time. That's yeah. yeah I'm impressive. terrible about deleting emails. I'm terrible about it. I hate letting them go because I'm like, but what if I need to look something up someday? So yeah. I'm currently, and I did. I've I've purged a few times, but I'm at um eleven thousand seven hundred twenty-four emails. Good God! Wow. <laughs> Early this year, I went and purged my email to anything that was older than five years. I'm like, if I don't need it now, I won't yeah. need it. <laughs> yeah, you think that you would I, think that, but I go back and I find stuff, and even sometimes it's just random. It'll pop up, and I'm like, oh, that was great. You know, I read Aww. read past conversations or like a picture will show up and I'm like, oh, that was awesome. So I really have a hard time letting them go. I won't tell you how long ago that campaign was. <laughs> oh, it was 2009, I believe. 11. So like what? Oh, 2011? Ago, right? okay, yeah. uh, you know what? Actually, I was just looking up. What was I just looking up? I was just looking up. What was monkey stuff? Oh, oh, we do go back. We go back a ways. The first one I've got there is from November 25th, 2010. Yeah, that was when monkeys started. But some of the stuff I put on were originally done while we were still Mach 2. I just never posted them until we had monkeys to win jetpack. I thought one of them was Funkadelic Frank. When you told me about the fate of the game, Josh, I was afraid you were going to ask me to take down the episodes from that. And I was like, no, I'm not doing it. I'll fight him on it. I'm not going to be a jerk, but I don't want to take those down. They're good. Nope. You were almost ready to post Funky Frank back on January 3rd, 2011. Yep. See, well, that's see when I posted how, how much it, but fun we, it is to no, hold that, on yeah. to your emails. <laughs> that's when I posted it, but we had played it before then, is my point. We had played it before then, so we played it in 2010. Yeah. Guys. Yep. Oh, I was like, it's like a whole other human being. Then. Oh, it's completely, <laughs> it's just crazy. Damn. But you know what's funny? You know what's really funny? What? I'm still using the same headset. <laughs> Wow. That is wow. Great. This, this is still my logic. Kudos to whoever imagined it. From 2009. It's actually, it was the one I got for gutter Skypes, and then I've been using it ever since. Yeah, I don't want to give it up. An amazing headset. Right? It's going to go to the headset museum when it's, <laughs> it finally turns its toes to the sky. So. <laughs> the Smithsonian? <laughs> yes. Yeah, going through some of that old stuff and having some of those memories just flash up vividly can be a great experience. A lot of yeah. getting together here with everybody and talking about some of this stuff. Yeah. This was not a bad idea, my man. Thank you. And like I said, the gaming table, as far as I'm concerned, is always open. I'd love to game with any or all of y'all. Y'all. Um, at yeah. the same time. Yeah. <laughs> y'all is gender non-specific. I like y'all. I don't like you guys. Y'all's, 
Yeah. yeah super armor. Yarko pops up in a lot of stuff I write. That's late. <laughs> That's in- awesome. Oh, and yeah. Mr. Disco remains one of my favorite characters. I fully intended to He's have us play here. more, more icons because he has such a good time, but it never happened. Yeah. yeah. Too many other games, too many. <laughs> 90% of hunts end in success. Yep. For the other, see, yeah. <laughs> see, now, don't you feel happier and brighter, right? <laughs> Much more positivity with that when you flip it around like that. Depends on the narrative framing. Whether you're yes. watching a show about the gazelle or the lion, man, then the, that's you feel different emotions, and that's how the media controls your mind. <laughs> Exactly. Got it in one. Exactly. What is this? I missed this link. What is this? What is this deep sea? Hmm. Oh, we were Feel all posting where you can narwhal. find work, and that's where you can find my work. Oh, cool. Are you a manatee? Um, excuse me? Or a staghorn <laughs> coral? <gasps> Leafy sea dragon! Oh, I've seen I, this sweet. one. This is mind-blowing. The last 20 minutes will just be Nikki. Naming different aquatic animals. Well, <laughs> well, because it opened up on deep sea and like where the creatures live in the in it's not my fault. This is what the if, link if, opened if you, to. If you can, your voice is already a little too sexy. What I don't try think to so. try to make it slightly less sexy. We're not trying to get them ASMR folk in here. What are you trying to say? <laughs> ASMR <laughs> is not sexual. It's just to relax. Andy. There's nothing wrong with ASMR. <laughs> not, my video searches say I'm, otherwise. I'm not here to judge you. Not here to judge you at all. What are you wearing? Sexual. <laughs> That's fine. I'll be right back. I'm gonna take a quick mile break. That's just fine. <laughs> all right, that's just creepy. <laughs> really hard <laughs> imagine so, me kissing the back of your neck <laughs> so so what are all of the <laughs> anyway uh, what are all of these wonderful links that i'm looking at here those at, are where you can find people's work and uh, blind geek's gonna put them up in the gadingadangadongs what is the future of the universe i mean Heat death probably, but possibly everything will decay into iron. It depends on whether the proton has Dust a half life sleeps. or not. Still Dust hoping for the, the big proton crunch. can decay, we do, and we don't know right now, if I remember correctly. So I'm hoping for the big crunch. The other options make me stay awake at night. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> <laughs> so forgive my total ignorance did you do all of these links on here try the bite no no that's um people were putting up uh where they could find or excuse me where they could find their own work yes um because this chat will be the repository of human memory for the next twenty-five thousand years sorry guys hate to tell you we're the only survivors disruption of services no this people were putting up links to where you could find their no, work that part, so that, that part i understand but this post that i'm looking at with these links are these yours or are you in and amongst them oh I'm mine back. was that last one uh, the deep sea neil, neil. that's where you can find my work but are you the deep sea page or are you one of the other pages? Listen, if you're looking for me, <laughs> I'm looking. you better look under the sea. Oh, God damn. Because that is where you will find me. Uh, that took way too long for me to put together. <laughs> little clam know how to jam. 
each little snail know how to wail under the sea. So, what is your superhero game of choice, Mr. Josh? One I've had the most success with and the most fun and doing what I want superhero games to do was just unmodified Fate Accelerated. Ah, okay. Every other superhero game I found to be either too crunchy or too limiting. I don't like powers being thoroughly defined um, because it does not mimic superhero comics as much as I'd like. Right. That said, Capes, Cowls, and Villain Foul was very close to what I wanted, although I didn't play it enough to make that final judgment, but it looked promising. It looks promising. I haven't played it yet, but I've read through it again and went, wow, I can't quite get my head around the lowering and raising dice thing. I don't remember enough about it other than yeah. I, remember I, I remembered liking what I saw. There is one that I haven't made up my mind about yet because I haven't finished reading how it works, but it's by Simon Washburn, and I usually like his stuff. It's called Triumphant. It uses dice steps, kind of like Cortex Prime or Savage Worlds, but not Savage Worlds in terms of the mechanic. I don't... It looks promising. That's all I I can say with any authority. I may have thought this. But yeah, icons, I just... I don't know. I wanted to like it. I did not. Yeah. Like I said, it's the best I've found for my style so far, but I'm it's got enough like eh, things that I'm still looking at other yeah. superhero games. I have given up more or less on superhero. I mean, I say given up. I haven't really bothered superhero gaming much because I have to find the exact right group that likes the kind of superhero stuff that I do. And that's yeah. oh, you know what game? Masks. I didn't oh, get okay. a chance to play it, but I really like masks, mm-hmm. which was powered by the apocalypse. But yes, it, it is. It focuses in on playing troubled teenage superheroes. It's playing Teen Titans, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And it worked really well. Uh, along those lines, I actually like Smallville a lot, too. Yeah. Kicking capes, cowls, villains, foul back down the stairs. Smallville. <laughs> I really liked, because I did play that. Cool. There was another Powered by Apocalypse superhero game I played at a convention that I really liked. And I can't remember the name of it for life of me. I kind of like Powers and Paragons, but... Is that the Villains and Vigilantes? Uh, no, remake? Powers and Paragons is a dice pool system which uses D6 and a lot of them. And you roll. Mm-hmm. And I mean, one of their return. one of their claim. I mean, it's oh. it's it's a feature as far as they're concerned when you can roll 14 to 16 six sided dice. I mean, I play uh, champions. I don't know how that works. Yeah. But I mean, it's kind of cool. You don't add them together. You're looking for. I can't remember whether evens are successes okay, or. A- but uh, six successful. Yeah. But six is equals two successes. Worlds so. in peril. That's the one. That's the oh, okay. apocalypse super game that I played at a con and I enjoyed. I've heard of that one, but I haven't looked into it. Yeah. I played it at Daycon a few years back and I, I had a good time. I made man of war from the golden age comics. And it, uh, it was cool. I'm just curious because we have similar things we like about superhero. I mean, Smallville doesn't do the Silver Age crazy stuff that I normally like, but it was very good at doing character-driven personality stuff with superheroes. Masks, I haven't had a chance to play, but I really like it. And again, it's really flexible superhero stuff, which I guess, like I said, still my favorite is going to be Fate Accelerated just because it's so wibbly. You can do whatever you want with it. It's just everyone has to agree like okay we all know what superman can do right all right so we don't need to stat out every gosh darn power great yeah. perfect 
Last on a Krypton. Boom. Done. Good. Cool. He can fly. It's not important that he can fly. What's important is how well he executes whatever he's doing while flying. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think we're running up on the end of our... Yeah. (laughs) We'll make a deal with God and... I forgot the next line. Get into... Get into swap our places. Swap our places. Get into small places. Yeah, get into Because we're running up that hill. We're running up that hill. (laughs) We're running. We're running. We're running. Yeah. Still running up that hill. Run, run, run. Run, run, hill. Run, run. Hill, hill, run. Hill, run, hill. Hill, run, No, that's to do run, run, run. To do run, run. Her interview, some, some, like some English magazine or TV interviewed her recently interviewed her because uh and asked her you know how she feels about her song getting so popular again now she's she's like it's really interesting especially because i've never actually seen a hill i don't even know what a hill is and the interview is like you really have never seen it's like nope like there's a hill right outside that window we could look at it together it's like no and please don't ask me about hills anymore Oh, <laughs> like, uh, I'm here to yank your chain interview. Yeah, so much. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that really is good. Uh, Take him from us too soon. Who was? Kate Bush. I mean, she packed up and went home, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> it, the interview was like 30 seconds long. It was really. Oh, she was just done. I don't know anything else about that interview other than that line. That's really all I need. Yeah, that was all there was. (laughs) (laughs) That's a tough interview, man. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Walk away. (laughs) You sit down to interview one of music's great weirdos. That's kind of what you got (laughs) to. At least she wasn't as snotty as Chrissy Hine. Chrissy Hine put out a book and the. NPR guy was there trying you. to talk to her and she was just hostile back yeah, at him. He, she's, was, uh, he was doing these soft questions at her and she's just like, what do you mean? Was He's like, well, you wrote blah, blah, blah. So I wrote blah, blah, blah. I live blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, oh, okay, Chrissy, back off. Back <laughs> yeah, Chrissy man. Hine really is. Uh, she's a bitch on wheels is what God, she sounds she's like. A character, yeah. Reminds me yeah. of when the Happy Jacks crew interviewed Steve Jackson and they're like, how do you get your cool gaming ideas and he's like well that's a stupid question well that was a pretty bad question i have to yeah. admit but, yeah. <laughs> but yes oh, blind geek you were saying i think i don't remember <laughs> i think you were saying that we were uh, wrapping up well we're wrapping up it's getting yeah, close to seven and yeah to, to, until, until we meet, meet again, again. Happy trails to you, my one and until then, we look like tissies, but watch me say or else we'll put out your lights, to you. Till we keep running up that hill. And there you have it. I hope you enjoyed issue number 100. 
I know we all did. It was fun to just hang out with those people again for a couple hours. And I just wanted to take a second. In fact, I wasn't even going to include this. I was just going to have us go out on that last little comment and end with the fanfare. In fact, I had it all set. I was uploading the podcast to the feed, and I thought, you know, there just needs to be something else. A sincere thank you. I know I said it before, kind of joking about the quality of the show and how the audio has improved, but sincerely, I know there are people listening to this podcast who started back in 2010, started with Gutter Skypes. The Gutter Skypes. And then followed us to our own podcast and have stuck with us even when they probably didn't think there were going to be anymore because we went, as I've said, through about a year and change between issues. And there were times even before that where there'd be months between issues. I, I have not been a very consistent podcaster, and yet I know there are people who have stuck by us through all that, through the forum coming and going, the new forum coming and going, to then no forum, through group members coming and going, through Facebook, and just everything. And I just want to say thank you for that. From the bottom of my heart, I just thank you. Because, I'll be honest, I play the games for me. But I record them, and edit them, and put them up for you. And the fact that y'all listen, and every once in a while I get some feedback letting me know how much you've enjoyed this or that, or... It's great. I have gotten in touch with old friends that I hadn't spoken with in 20 some years at the time thanks to a fan of this podcast and uh, Sean if you're out there I still appreciate you buddy and I have met friends I met Zofor who is currently in our core group thanks to this podcast I went to my first gaming convention, and so far only gaming convention, thanks to information he gave me. I have a lot to be thankful for regarding this podcast and the Gutter Skypes. And since the Gutter Skypes is kind of on hiatus, I guess uh, I'm using this to thank Anim5 as well. I was just this dude who'd moved to Oregon who didn't know when I would ever be able to game again. We are. It's crazy. So, I just I wanted to say thank you. And I have. <laughs> now I should probably let you get on with your lives. So, until next time, this is Blind Geek thanking you one final time. Well, not 
final time there are more issues to be made but as far as this issue goes one final time thank you for listening to monkeys took my jetpack and i remind you your imagination is just like a jetpack you've got to keep it fired up and always let it soar